0: And welcome to The Cut of Steel, episode 14. I'm your host, Cameron Shustar, and with me as a guest is Frank from Coffee and a Comic. I think I said that correct, right?
1: You totally did, yeah. All right, cool.
0: (laughs) uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just uh, what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if anybody's listening to this and they follow me at Instagram, uh, they know that I am called Frank because of Frank Castle or Frank Coffee because of Coffee and a Comic and my comic book shop that I have out here. Um, but I'm also known as Jeff. Jeff is my real name, but people always call me Frank, and I think it's kind of a homage to the Punisher, who I love, and you know that's my main dude. But it's kind of a my shtick. I read a lot of comics. I love my indies, but I also dabble with my Marvel and DC all the time as well. Awesome.
0: And I actually love the timing there where your room turned red and you could see the Punisher uh, print in the background there. Just go red where it's like, I'm like the Punisher. And it was like, oh, that was perfect. Oh, um, yeah, you're here and it's been quite some time, guys. I know, you know, if you just listen to our newest like Sutra side talk episodes on like God of War, Avatar, um, the Callisto Protocol, which we'll have out around the time this episode comes out too. Uh, we've been gone since March of 2022 uh, with our Batman episode. Uh, This is our first time being back. It's been a very long hiatus, and this is the first of hopefully multiple episodes we'll have out within the first, uh, I'd say, quarter to a half of this year, depending on how it all goes and depending how long it takes for all the research to be done for the big one. But uh, yeah, this week we are here to talk about comics again, which we've done only once before with our last episode, uh, I think it was State of DC twenty twenty one where actually Brandon uh from Apollo City Comics is on with us talking about it this time we're doing of course 2022 and we're going to talk everything from our top books of the year to just how we feel about everything DC Publishing is doing for their comics whether it's uh the type of books they're putting out what we're looking forward to and what we think they need to change and also what it looks like for the publisher in the future under uh wb discovery and you know everyone's questioning what's going to happen considering their debt and everything they've been doing recently uh but we've got all of that ahead of us for our episode uh but starting off here uh we wanted to talk about i guess our top books of the year uh mainly like the best one we had plus just what really stood out to us a lot and if you'd like to start off with yours that'd be (laughs) fantastic
1: all right first i gotta say i'm looking at your godzilla um Figure in the background right now. I'm pretty jealous. That's it's amazing. Um, Thank you. But uh, okay, so DC Books this year, I got I got to step back about three years. I think around 2018, 2019 when they launched Black Label. Mm. I think that was such a genius idea that they did. Um, and some of the Black Label books are the ones that I've been more attuned to and reading as time has been going by with DC. So this last year, though, I got to throw out a few uh, mentions to at least the cover artists doing Poison Ivy and Nightwing.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Nightwing has just been... I haven't seen a male figure sexualized so much in comics since I don't know when. But Poison Ivy covers... Every art I don't think I've seen one bad one this year. They've been so they got the right talent. They got the right t- creative teams doing the the covers of I would say ninety percent of their books, um, which has been a good push. Uh Batman eighty nine, I thought was great when they were trying to, you know, adapt the, the eighty nine movie into the the series. I thought that was a really fun tie in, though I know a lot of people kinda had some backlash on it. They didn't feel it was held up to the movie. Um,
0: I, I actually enjoyed it a lot, especially considering the movies we have.
1: <laughs> the current ones? Yeah. Like, I mean, I am a sucker for the eighties and Michael Keaton will always be my Batman. I, you know, he's just same thing with Jack Nicholson as a Joker. He's He's been my, my dude forever. Um, also, uh, I think one of the top books, well, it does. I don't know if this counts. Okay, do you remember Swamp Thing by Jeff Lemire that came out? Issue one came uh, out at the premium. Um,
0: are you talking about the Green Inferno? Uh, Where it was like a Green of Hell? Like a, I think a, it was a, Green Hell. It was like a three issue, and only one issue came out, and you were like, "Where's is issue two?
1: Right, and it never showed up. So yeah. here's a little background on that. Um, I read the first one. I, I want to say that actually came out like in twenty nine? No, I'm sorry, 20. What year is it now? 2023, right? I think it came yeah, out. It might have in,
0: come out in 2021. I think I it was. I think
1: it came out yeah. in 2021. And it, the two and three were supposed to come out in 2022. And we never got them. And I was super bummed because I'm a huge Jeff Lemire fan. And his Swamp thing was just, it was great. Love the first yeah. issue. Um, And we, <laughs> there was all this talk about they canceled the series. They're not doing it. There were some arguments behind the scenes about the, the creative team whatever blah 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 well they finally i was doing uh my comic book ordering and i know i'm showing this to you on on camera so you can kind of see it so this is um Green Hill, but this is the second printing that just came out really this, it's gonna well it's actually coming out tuesday so it's back out and they did it as a second print because they finally finished two and three
0: I did see it on the solicitations again. I did get really excited because right. I'm like, so, the first book is just there
1: alone, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm stoked for that at least going forward. That two and three are finally coming out. And I know we're talking about mainly 2022 and what was happening, but no, that's all good. I think that is something that needs to be notated so people know that hey, it's not done. And it's funny, I actually have a handful of customers that pre-ordered issues two and three with me about a year ago and i was like dude i'll refund you cuz they ain't coming out. they're like no, no no i'll just wait and so now i get to actually fulfill those orders over a year and a half later so it's crazy. um super stoked on that though but then a couple others that really grabbed me human target. Tom King killed it with human target. Oh you man yeah.
0: And the way that they, they've been doing like the whole halfway point they're like all right break time for like 6 months and we'll come back again. Yeah.
1: And i was stoked because at least they even gave us a um a one-shot in the middle of that. Um, yeah. Which was super cool, too. So, Human Target was definitely probably in my top three DC reads this last year. Um, Batman and the Deadly Duo, the Joker, Batman and the Joker Deadly Duo. Seeing Sylvester come back to do that in the tie-in. How is that? What's that? How is that? Bo- I've, I've not touched that book whatsoever. I'm... Really enjoying it. Um, it's one of those situations where I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Sylvester and his prior work. I'm not too sure, honestly. He um, just a little, little background on Mark Silvestri I first got tuned in to him a little bit when I, cause one of my other, I'm, I kind of geek out over like Kung Fu stuff. So Shang-Chi is my dude. Masters of Kung Fu was my shit back in the day. Oh, excuse my language um, oh you could swear all you want here. you're good <laughs> um but he was the penciler on a lot of master kung fu work way back in the day well then he was also one of the main dudes along with like lyfield jim lee Todd McFarlane, a bunch of those cats that said hey screw you marvel we're out of here we're gonna go start our own company called image and so sylvester is one of those that took off with them okay he ended up leaving image comics after he did some i think it was cyber well yeah cyber force when he was uh working on cyber force um which i dug cyber force as cheesy as it was from the 90s but um i think it was him and lifefield got into some beef and i don't know what it was about but mark ended up leaving image and he's like you got too many pockets on your characters. stop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm done so He left for a while um, because he was heading up the Top Cow section of Image for the most part. Okay. Didn't they do the, like, Tomb Raider stuff? Was that them? Yeah. Yeah. That was later on. But, yeah. um, They ended up doing that. Well, he ended up coming back to Image once he heard Liefeld left. And so I don't know if that beef is still there or not. (laughs) I don't know if, like, they're... Oh, my God. I I would assume by this time they're probably cool. But who knows? I, you know, uh, I don't... So it was kind of interesting to see him come back to do a Batman. Like, I thought he was just kind of... I thought he disappeared. I thought he Sebastian just retired. was retired. Yeah, like, you know, he just... Maybe he would do a few conventions here and there and pop up every now and then. But since his last work in the late 90s on some X-Men stuff, he he kind of... At least he fell off the cloud to me. I don't know. Maybe somebody else can chime in later in the comments or something Wherever this is to, to give me more info. But I have a feeling... Uh, because of his connection with Jim Lee he was like hey why don't you come to DC and uh work on some Batman stuff and make it like your kind of your your opus of sorts you know finalize your career with something and he has done a great job on this series it's been I probably like I said Human Target's probably in my top three this one's probably in my top three right now Um it's been a great series um thus far and uh, another one I gotta I gotta give a claim to. Um, why am I spacing? Oh, the Riddler. By Paul Donald. Uh,
0: the, oh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. I haven't read issue two just yet. I I got it like behind me somewhere, but yeah, I've only read because two issues are out right now, right? It's only yeah. two issues so far. We're, I
1: think. Okay. Why do I feel like the third one's coming out this Tuesday? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's next Tuesday. I don't know. I got I got my new shipment in from lunar sitting around here. And for some reason, I thought number three was in there and I was like, I don't know. We'll see. Gotcha. Okay. That one also really, uh, really is, I, it can't, it came out of nowhere. And if anybody, do you know the story on how that even came about? I feel like
0: I heard, I'd love to hear it again, honestly, because I can't remember exactly. (laughs) So we all know Paul
1: Dono played the Riddler in the Batman. Yes. When, from my understanding, when he was uh, prepping for that role, he was jotting down notes. He was creating, he was creating a character of the Riddler for himself to act as, and so he kind of came up with this origin story as well. And so he was writing it and putting it out there, and then he brought it up to one of the, um, I think it was the one of the producers of the movie. And he was like, "Yeah, I kind of written this, blah blah blah," and they were like, "Dude, you should like send this to DC or something." And he's like, nah, like, it's no, it's nothing. And so one of the producers, I think it was his producer, somebody on the movie, they reached out to DC and said, hey, you got to check out Paul Dono's like, you know, um, writing that he's been doing. It's like this prequel to um, essentially, you know, Riddler's character from this movie. And so they hit him up and like, hey, yeah, we want to check it out. So they did. And they're like, hey, we'll put you on a six book series if you want. And so it kind of came out of nowhere, really which it's probably my it's probably my third favorite for this year for dc okay, wow. and it wasn't even supposed to be a thing kind of thing so
0: it's not even done it. that's that yeah, says a lot, yeah honestly
1: yeah so those are those are some of my main hits now obviously i mean not obviously but for those that do follow me on my own personal channel they, they hear me talk enough about sandman sandman's my mm. favorite series of all times in comic book history um When I was a kid, I didn't even realize, well, technically it was on Vertigo when I grew up, but it's DC Vertigo. But it never felt like a DC comic, minus a few of the tie-ins that they had with some of the characters. They just briefly talked about, like Constantine and a few others. And that, I just, I fell in love with as a kid. So I follow most of Sandman's universe now. So some of the new, uh, Sam like, uh. I'm spacing the names completely. Didn't the Dead Boy Detectives
0: just start with... Yeah, uh, Dead Boy Detectives. doing it?
1: Yeah. And that's... The first issue was phenomenal. Love it. Um, Tinian uh, started writing... Why am I spacing it? Um, the Corinthian. All about the Corinthian. What was the name of that one? Dude, I'm forgetting. No, I'm not too sure. It was the Sandman universe. just came out, I think, like last year. Was it called the Corinthian? No. Uh... This is going to bother me. I need to look this up real quick. Oh, no worries. Um,
0: I Actually, um, I've never read Sandman. Uh, I tried to when I was younger, and I think my just maturity wasn't there, so I just didn't get it. And I'm like, I don't understand this, and I just, like, gave <laughs> up. Um, and then the show came out, and uh, the comic store I go to in the city, uh, I was talking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I haven't watched the show. And he's like, you haven't watched the show? And he's like, you read the book, though, right? And I'm like, no. And he's like, all right. Normally, I don't tell people to go buy something, but you should really just buy this collected, like, I think it's, like, the first two volumes or something. It's, like, it's basically the first season. And I'm, like, oh, well, I heard there's also, like, the radio show. I've heard it's really good. And he's, like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to read the book. Then you're going to listen to that podcast, the audio book they did, and then watch the show. And I'm, like, okay. Uh, I haven't done it yet just (laughs) because I've been, like, perpetually behind just on my pulled, like, single issues. Yeah. but it's something I, it's probably one of the first trades I'm going to be reading when I get the chance. Uh, so I'm pumped to eventually do it, uh, which is funny because we like totally missed the Sandman window to be like, oh, we watched Sandman and talk about it on Sutro. And it was just like, you know what? We'll just do a really late episode. Maybe we'll even wait for season two to come out and be like, hey, this is Sandman so far. But
1: you yeah. should. I mean, because that could be, that's content for years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so. it's um, Sandman Nightmare Country is what came out that Tinian, James Tinian was writing. And it's all about the Corinthian. Um, I don't. I won't go too deep since you don't know too much about that, and I don't want to spoil it too much. But can I just say I'm super excited that you're going to start that journey? And he's right. Um, though I would almost argue that maybe you should actually read Sandman Overture first, and then start Sandman. Now, even though Sandman Overture was written after the Sandman, but it's a prequel to Sandman, which is. One, the book itself is beautiful. The artistic work in it is just—it's trippy. It's—it's. It's, but getting to know some of the background character, it might actually be funner to do it that way, than get into the okay. man. But the audio version, Neil Gaiman killed it. Like awesome, it's so good. The production work that they did on it, I think they brought in like. 15 voice actors for it. Um, I couldn't believe they had like James McAvoy and other people. I was like, right.
0: Oh, that's insane. Yeah. No, they, uh, oh, dude, it's
1: so good. Like, I think the audio version is the best way to absorb that material, though you're missing out on the artwork. And I think the artwork is very necessary, um, of sorts. The, the show itself, too, is pretty good. I mean, obviously, they're going to make things, they're going to change stuff up, but it is what it is. So I agree. Billy Skiman
0: was working on it. I heard like he did a good job working on it. Like he was he like, "I want to stay in part of the creative process yeah. so it doesn't go off rails or anything."
1: I do have a couple of my personal quirks about the show, just on um, how they changed a couple things that like that made no sense to me. But then one of them might have to do with legal elements based on copyright structure, and so maybe they couldn't get the rights to certain characters, and so they had to adapt things differently. I don't know. So I, I try not to judge movies too much based on what they've done from the books because we all know it's too hard to really um put put it into the same thing. But um yeah, again, I don't want to turn this into a Sandman show because I told No, I no, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I love the Sandman. I love the universe. But yeah, Nightmare Country was an epic tale that was done by Tinian. I think he did a great job. And now we got Dead Boy Detectives, which is the first issue anyway, it's, it's got, it's piqued my interest and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I love that these new um, creatives that they, that DC is pulling in to work on this old stuff. Like how do you follow Neil Gaiman? Like, how do you like get that phone call and say, Hey, we want you to work on like Sandman universe. And like, wait, you want me to work on something Neil Gaiman perfected? Neil Gaiman to me is like the best author of this, this century. Like he's up there with, I mean, I don't know. Name name a classical artist, author you can think of, and he's probably just as good, if not better. Damn. Okay. What he Absolutely. does, he's. I know he's like, oh, he's a comic book artist. Well, no, he's done a lot of novels himself too, and he's just.
0: Oh yeah, he's done. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of the stuff he's done. It's like an insane amount of oh, just yeah. like novels. I saw him in person once, actually. Did you? Um, I didn't get to. I didn't get to meet him in person, but like he was at a a thing in Savannah, Georgia, when I was in school, talking about all this stuff. And I didn't even realize you had to pay. And I had just walked in with my friends and they're like, what you didn't pay. And I looked around, and I was
1: like, you had to pay. <laughs> and I just stayed there the whole time. And I'm like, cool, son, you look at me for free. This is funny. <laughs> That's genius. No, I almost went down to San Diego about a year ago to see him back in March. Actually, I think it was to, to see one of his, uh, in life, uh, discussions, kind of his master class on writing and stuff. And I, I wasn't able to make it. And I was so bummed because I definitely want to, catch him sometime because he is he's definitely a huge inspiration to me and in, in the writing context of stuff because he's just where he comes up it's like american gods i don't know if you read american gods but that was like i haven't honestly babies.
0: like i haven't t- much touched much yeah. of any of his stuff all right just yeah yet. you got
1: it's some work to play. do you
0: untapped got- <laughs> potential there yeah whole gold mine to go through uh um, yeah it's a lot it is um,
1: really good stuff but I will but say yeah. really
0: fast, uh, I'm looking, f- I was almost tempted to like skip ahead and be like, oh, I'm going to read Dead Pooh Detectives by Pornsack Pushto because uh, his Good Asian run was like my favorite book of the year. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, this is phenomenal how amazing this is. But
1: yeah. Yeah, no, Good Asian was amazing. That's why, I, again, I was even more stoked that they brought talent to Sandman Universe again. They, they chose the right person to do it. So definitely. Yeah. But yeah, those are some of my main. Oh, uh, I do want to mention a couple. There was a Dark Knights of Steel one yes. shot. Oh, the one where it was like a lot of the, I guess, the origins and whatnot. Yeah. And specifically what to me because I wasn't even going to read that except for the cover of this one. And I can't think of the artist currently, but I had like Batman as a little kid holding a sword. And it was like a. Secret. Yeah,
0: it was, it almost looked like the Marvel
1: Babies type stuff, just not babies, just like adolescent. Yeah. Yeah. And that just to me, I was like, I need to pick this up. This looks really cool. So I ended up reading that and I was actually really impressed by that. So that was definitely a, a notable, like, wow. Okay. May- makes me want to get more into the, the dark Knights, uh, um, kind of world. I haven't really touched much of it except for that. Um, along with danger street that just came out, Tom King, it's been another golden, like yeah. Tom King piece of work. Like, yeah. And the da- Dark Crisis like... stuff, I started reading and dabbling a little bit of the Dark Crisis stuff. It's got me more intrigued because now I want to know what's going on with like the Lazarus um, world that they're. Oh, the out. yeah Lazarus Planet stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, for sure. I, I've actually just finished Dark Crisis uh, like earlier this week or the previous week, and I was like, it was cool. It wasn't like Final Crisis, but it was cool. Right, right, um, right. For
1: sure. Anything that um, like DC throws crisis on, it's like, I got to at least check it out. I can see what they're yeah. doing there. And and then I I kind of want, uh, I almost didn't want to bring up Batman spawn, but part of me feels like I need to because I enjoy Batman spawn. The original, this new iteration was, it was pretty good, but I'm just so just, I don't know. I'm, I love Todd McFarlane. I love Jim Lee. Um, both amazing creators, both great business people, both, you know, have done some awesome stuff for our community, but for some reason, I feel like Todd McFarland is just like saying to small business owners, like, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want you to succeed. Oh, buy all these covers. Oh and... my gosh. Like it's, it, as a small business, I had probably three or four customers hitting me up saying, Hey, I want that one on 1000 signature sign one. I was like, all right, cool. Well, um, in order to do that, I need X amount of dollars because that's going to cost me over five grand to bring that one in. Can you pay me like, I don't know, three grand for it to help reduce the cost that it's going to cost me to do so. And of course they can't, you know? Yeah. And it's like, so what are you doing, Todd? You're, you're allowing people like, you know, not, not hating on them. I love Midtown comics and some of these other larger companies to be able to facilitate those. But small businesses like mine, there's no way we can compete you know i don't oh, know like, for sure it, so it's i i feel like todd McFarlane was either not seeing that perspective or he's just looking for the dollar sign right now for retirement i don't know
0: but it's the, my uh the owner of my local store went on an entire rant about like when i was there one time he was there for like a 20 minute rant just talking about how much he hates ratio variance <laughs> and all of it and he's like i don't do them anymore and because of that i actually go to a completely different store that's near my uh that's still in like easily like it's in between that place in my house where i just go specifically for variants because the guy's really cool and he's like i can get you some variants and maybe the like 25 ratio maybe if i'm lucky but usually not always um but it's a very crazy thing that they do now especially them and marvel's been
1: insane too with uh ratio variants especially for like spider-man and here's a little background on that too on the ordering side with it they're a little bit more deceptive even when it comes to like being upfront, like when I put in my orders, I'm going through this big list, right? Like thousands of comics every week I have to choose from what I'm gonna order. When I hit Marvel, they don't tell you straight out this is like a one in 25, or this is a one in 50. So I'm going through like, oh yeah, maybe people will like this Peach Momoko cover. And then I don't get told until later I have to look or I have to click two other links to find out if this is a ratio variant. So one, it makes the time ordering a lot harder if I have to click on each one or I accidentally order them and then it's this very weird process, but it's,
0: and then you just got a bunch of leftover books potentially that no one wanted and you yeah. sold
1: the variant. That's about it. Yeah. And I so I that. do still bring in variants, especially for customers like, Hey man, like I know it's before FOC final order cutoff and I really want this variant. Can you get it for me for this price? And I'll say, yeah, I can work that out and then I'll, I'll do it. You know, I'll bring it in for people. But with stuff like this, it's it's gotten a little out of control, and not just the yeah. variance, even just the uh, not the ratio variance, but also just the variance in general. Oh, like, like the B covers that they usually have. Well, it's not even like B covers is fine. Okay, cool. But with Action Comics one thousand fifty that just dropped, oh, we had like ten regular covers, not ratio variance, just regular covers, and. I don't know what customers are going to want. So of course I'm like, well, I guess I should bring in at least one of each one, you know, or two or three of each one. And now I'm sitting on a bunch that, Oh, nobody actually liked cover E, you know, or everybody wanted cover B, but I only brought two of those in, they sold out. And now nobody wants A or Z. I don't know. <laughs> Cause they're just, it's, it's getting bad in the, in the thing. And it's, it wouldn't be so bad if we had more of the customers keeping up to date with FOC, but that's, that's hard to do. Like we all have lives like to check FOC every week and then send a list to our comic book shops. You know, I was guilty of it when I uh, shopped at my shops all the time. I meant to, but I, I just got, Oh yeah, I forgot. And then can you still get it? Well, I didn't order it, so I can't, you know, it's, it's tough. So I think they need to take a step back on some of the variance and ratios as well. I think it's getting a little bit, out of hand lately but i don't I feel that
0: especially just because i'm i'm a sucker for certain variants and i'm like yeah. i don't want to spend this much money either <laughs> so it's, it kills me yeah uh but okay um did you have any other what i guess what was out of all the books which one was your, like your top book
1: probably uh, human target was probably my top out of all those um just because of i love i love the well i love the human target i love the idea of like he's this detective type dude that you come to me as saying, Hey, some guy's trying to kill me. All right, cool. Then I make myself look like you to draw that person out. And like, um, I love that 007 type sleuth type detective kind of novel. It's just, it's genius to me. So I think that's probably in my top for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. For me,
0: um, I think my absolute book, for sure was nightwing uh okay it did everything i've ever wanted like a nightwing book to do for the most part it was like like tom taylor just his writing for it was like i'm gonna include everyone you would want you want the titans i got the titans you want flash i got the flash you want the bat family you want Batgirl and you want (laughs) barbara and dick to come back together finally (laughs) i got all of this for you hey do you want bad stuff to happen but still the good stuff endures all that's there and i'm like Holy sh- Holy shit! This dude really did it. Like, I can't believe he's actually pulled it off. And uh, that I think it became a, the only ongoing book where I've almost gotten not every single like variant available for each each issue, but I'll get like a variant for like each specific one if it really stands out. Just because usually they'll like Jamal Campbell or someone doing it, and it's usually actually really good. But uh, everything from the the panel layouts that they have, where they'll do a fight. And you just see, like, the movements. It's just one battle, and you just see, like, Nightwing jumping up and down, like, fighting someone, and it's just going through, like, two pages right. completely has been so much fun to just, like, read and, want like, look at completely. It's just been so good. Um For sure, that's been my top, and I've always, it's always been a weird tier for me, because I'm always between like, oh, do I like Batman or Nightwing more as a character? And I think my still, like, my pinnacle era for me was still uh, Dick Grayson as Batman. I'm like, oh, it's it's actual perfection here. It's Dick Grayson as Batman with Damon and his Robin. That's like still the absolute perfection they've ever done. But um, I definitely have been enjoying that. And then uh, at least for a limited series, it's always hard because certain books have been better than others. And I do love Tom King. But at a certain point, like I remember there was one week where I think I got like Supergirl, Batman, Catwoman, and rorschach in the same week and i'm like dude i feel like i just read the same book three times (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that tom king writing because it's so good but
1: also i was just like damn he's writing too many things at once it's killing me i Um, totally feel that and i think so a, a little uh elements about me in dc going back to like my love of like sandman and vertigo back then having black label come around they're doing more of these one shots They're doing these kind of more like small runs. That's what I love. Cause now as like an older reader, I, I focus a lot on independent books, not because they're better than DC or Marvel necessarily. But for me, I like, Oh, we only got six to eight books in this series. Cool. I don't have to like worry about Canon as much. I don't have to like follow the trail. That's why I don't do X-Men as much anymore because it's like, where do you even jump in on X-Men anymore? Yeah, they were like, "Hey, it's back." Also, here's like eight books. You're like, right? Oh, shit. And same thing with like Batman. Now it's like, I think, it, if I remember right, like the month of October, there was I think 132 DC titles that were released that month, and like 62 of them were Batman. Yep. Like, who has that kind of money to buy 62 Batman books in a month? And they're all different, you know, iterations of it. And so it's like, where do you even jump in? You know, so for me, when I see things like the Human Target resurface, I don't think we had a, we haven't had a Human Target book for like nearly Quite 12 a years. Day. Yeah, it's you been know, well over a decade for it's sure. It's been a while, and so knowing that came back, Tom King was right, and I like Tom King's work. I could focus on that. I didn't read Catwoman, so I didn't have that like, oh, it's all the same kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, so I, I focus on some of those that are going to be like these like shorter run series of sorts, and um it kind of keeps my kind keeps me in budget a little bit too. I'm not <laughs> dropping a lot of money on ton of stuff. But as for Nightwing, uh, is there a notable uh variant cover or even just regular cover that stuck out more to you this year? Uh actually I gotta look at that real fast to
0: swimsuit figure swimsuit one out. probably. <laughs> uh no (laughs) i think i skipped that one i'm i actually i will i'll let you know too um i I do cosplays uh certain like uh, i go to dragon con a lot or i used to yeah um and my main thing has always been like hamburglar and people love it Uh, i'll like do this shitty hamburglar outfit and people will actually care more about that than all this like intricate costumes my friends did that worked so hard on and we all show up and they're like hey it's the hamburger and i'm like rubble rubble and like everyone's like (laughs) take a picture with me but um I've done all these other cosplays and they're usually like, you know, not too crazy or anything, but uh there's a couple I really want to do and one of them that I'm waiting for until I have the right body for it is Nightwing. Cause Ooh. I've been doing so many squats to make sure I'm like, oh. yo, I'm gonna get this ass. It'll be perfect for Nightwing and everything else. And I'm just like working still on my like my stomach and my chest. Okay, stop um, but... stop
1: abs. Stop crunches right now. Stop sit ups right now. You need to do planks. You gotta plank oh, it planks. out in cardio. That's how you're gonna get those abs. Because crunches yeah. are just building the muscle underneath the fat skin so just saying <laughs> no for sure i appreciate, I appreciate
0: that, definitely. um so yeah i'm trying to get that in the works uh just so i can pull off nightwing and i had actually longer hair for a while uh from the pandemic and now that i know that i can pull it off i can grow it out again when i want to do it uh and just nice. have it like down to my uh shoulders or something and be like all right now it's time for the cosplay but uh yeah no nightwing um it, yeah, it's like I said, it was just hella good. Uh, I guess I'm gonna find like what cover was my favorite, but until I find it, um, the other thing has been like, I guess the fact that you know you had Rick Grayson for a while, mm-hmm. and I was just like, dude, I hate everything so much. And the complete 180 they did when Tom Taylor took over was just such a good time. And I also Tom Taylor did a lot this year, uh, and he kept going because. I think for a miniseries, the one that did surprise me was The Dark Knights of Steel, especially I read the newest issue that came out and that kind of blew my mind because, uh, you know, I think for DC right now, the the interesting books they've been doing have been like, hey, what if we start doing themes again? And you're like, oh, what kind of themes are you thinking? And they're like, well, we want to do kind of like the Marvel zombies where it's like. Instead of zombies, it's the anti-life equation. They, they did a DC also from Tom Taylor. And uh, then there's like, oh, what if, what if we did vampires with Tinian? And they're like, let's do DC vampires. And then they're like, Tom Taylor, let's do medieval fantasy. And they start doing Dark Nights of Steel. And it's like, you have zombie theme, vampire theme, medieval theme. And it's all these, they're all pretty good, honestly. Like I wasn't expecting all of them to be great, but I've been vastly entertained at least at the very least by the art of like having like Otto Schmidt on like DC vampires um and everyone else but uh the fact that he's able to pull off that many books and still maintain like I think the the Superman book with uh Jonathan Kent too yeah has been crazy that he's been doing that and then you go on Twitter and it's like yo I really, really love your stuff Tom King and he's like I'm not Tom King <laughs> <laughs> it's so great but uh all right uh of all the covers I definitely loved, I want to say 82, where it has uh, his sister on the cover. Oh, yeah. Um, That one, and then, uh, what was the other one I really liked? 82, 93, and, oh, 96. The Brady Bunch one was fantastic. Oh, Brady Bunch,
1: I was going to bring that up. That's probably my favorite. Next to the old school Batman homage where him and, where Batman and uh, Robin were climbing up the wall. From the cheesy, yeah, uh, the one that they did with the Nightwing. What was that like, seventy nine or eighty?
0: I think so. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It was, was a while ago. It was. I think it was seventy. Yeah, seventy nine. The whole like his whole lineup. Yeah, it was seventy nine. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, that was probably definitely in my tops.
0: Yeah, and I, I do like the way they've been doing it, where you're like heartless, and he does feel like a second a similar but different version of james gordon jr where they're like it's the antithesis of dick grayson and stuff like that where i'm like okay i can see where they're going with this and they can't do gordon jr again because he's dead so are you a fan
1: of jason todd then uh
0: yeah i'd say so um i do like jason todd but i guess i've been so it's hard to kind of focus on all the different there's the bat family's so massive now i have to like pick and choose which ones i want to care about i used to love tim drake i he used he used to be my favorite Robin my favorite DC character honestly. Um and then they did the New 52 and they completely like it was him, Stephanie, Cassandra and Barbara. I feel like they just kind of devolved completely cuz I loved him as Red Robin, that suit and everything, uh the the one that Jason Todd used to have. Yeah. Uh that was all really good. And Femi and Science's New C- New run was not even done at all. Same with like um, Brian Q. Miller's Batgirl run for Stephanie Brown. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much like stuff you can do with these two characters. They're at their best right now. And then they did the full reboot. And Tim Drake's just like, I'm a kid again. And I'm like, dude, this sucks. Um, <laughs> I honestly, that was right. He just kind of became irrelevant to me because they just made him very whatever at that point. Um, so I always loved him and Dick Grayson like especially when it was Batman and at that point I just kind of doubled down on uh I was gonna say I doubled down on Dick uh, <laughs> I doubled down on Nightwing well. and I was like uh yeah Nightwing's is just kind of where I wanted to focus more of just like en- enjoying that I think if something ever happened I'd probably switch to like Jason Todd or Damien or something but uh just in terms of like following a specific non-Batman character from the Bat family it's usually like Nightwing, pretty much, at this point.
1: Makes sense. Did you read Robins?
0: Yes, the sixth issue with, um, just had, like, that the original Robin girl that was just kind of half-crazy or whatever, yeah. Right,
1: right. That, honestly, I didn't know what to expect when that came out, and I was like, I'm just gonna read it and check it out. That brought me into a whole world of Robins that I didn't even think of. Because I, I never dove into Robin as a character, I never liked. Like, So being young, uh, he was just Batman's sidekick I didn't really care about. So I did follow Batman more so. um, And I never followed through with how many iterations of Robins eventually popped in. And so that was a good series to read, especially for somebody that doesn't follow all the Robins, to see, wow, like there's a ton of them. And that was I thought it was a very fun, great way to introduce them and obviously have them kind of interact with each other in a a fun way fun series so. oh yeah
0: and they're always because they're always rotating around they're like we're friends now we're gonna fight or <laughs> so especially with jason actually yeah i want to ask uh because you're very big on the punisher uh are you big on the red hood too because i guess he's like the most similar thing for dc to well, an extent it,
1: it, <laughs> some people I don't know realize if you get that a lot or some well some yeah. people don't realize that um the co-creator of the punisher is the same person that created the red hood really yeah Oh, wait, jo- no, wait, no.
0: I was gonna say Judd Winick, and I was like, no, that's not John Winnick. <laughs> uh, uh
1: Jerry Conley,
0: really? Okay, dang. And so that's We're...
1: why those characters are always now brought up together sometimes because they do have such a similar element to it. Um, and yeah, I would say I'm getting to know the Red Hood more because of it. Because one of the guys that I I have. Uh, help out at my store he is a cosplayer himself and he's a giant red hood fan and his cosplay for the red hood i mean if you take a moment and just like look him up on um instagram uh he goes by Jake the nice guy um okay. his cosplay is on point it's fire it's um really good stuff and so because i'm now in this <laughs> We get into these funny conversations because, again, you know, I'm a huge Punisher fan, and um, he's all well, yeah, but you know, Red Hood is this and this, this, and I'm like, yeah, but still, he's no pun, you know what I mean? It's one of those like back and forth jokes, but he's brought me more into looking up uh, um, the Red Hood stuff and knowing that Conway created him, it, it intrigues me because um, Jerry's work with the Punisher obviously is what made me fall in love with frank castle and the punisher and so to see him come back like 30 years later to develop and create well well, not 30 i mean what was red hood's first appearance it was back in like i want to say it was early 90s it was i'm gonna look that up real quick like
0: as jason todd right
1: yeah i
0: think he first appeared um because they they did the Joker version for a bit. They're like, oh, here's Joker as Red Hood, and then eventually they did the um, it was under the Red Hood, I think. that it was written by Judd Winnick that they brought Jason back from the dead. Because otherwise, right. they did in Batman Hush, they had him. Uh, yeah. But that was just uh, Clayface as like a uh, Jason Todd, and he's like, oh, blah blah, and yeah. he didn't have like the the helmet or anything like that.
1: So um, I just um, yeah, this is crazy to me because again, I've never followed. That character as much but i guess as jason todd batman number 357 from march 1983 um i guess is what they're indicating his first appearance as and so that's oh just
0: as jason todd not as red hood but just like as robin
1: yeah 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 as as, okay. as robin so that's jason todd's first but as red hood batman under the hood february of 2005 yeah um, as wingman uh came out in 2012 as well so i mean if jason todd was created by conway back in 83 just as robin that's what five years after punisher's you know creation essentially so it was all in that same time frame and then he actually developed into the red hood so it's i want to look more into the character now i definitely want to read more about um his backstory and get more into it and so it's um I'm intrigued now, mainly sure. because of that. So, okay, yeah. but it, it not obviously nobody's going to compare to the psychotic nature of you know Frank Castle. So,
0: <laughs> oh no, for sure, yeah. Um, I guess uh, otherwise, besides Nightwing and everything else, like at least limited series wise, I think one of my favorites. It's not done yet, but uh, the Sean Murphy run of like Batman White Knight I, has been so
1: good. I totally forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, I, it's, it's something I've loved so much because it feels like a weird combination of, hey, do you like the animated series? Do you like just Batman in general? Well, what if uh, Sean Murphy did his art and wrote it and did all this stuff with it? And it's just his own little world. And I think what I love about it the most is he does such a cool combo of characters, especially like the, the weird Bruce Harley thing uh, has actually been vastly enjoyable because they bring back the, um, the bad day episode from the animated series where she goes on like a tirade because she wanted to just buy a dress and there's like a whole misunderstanding and Bruce brings out the dress. She even mentions it in the comic and I'm like, Oh God, this is so good. Like the way he's just pulling all this stuff in. He's like, Hey, you guys like Batman beyond? I can do that too. And you're like, oh, <laughs> my God, this is so <laughs> fantastic. Everything about it. Um
1: Yeah, no, I don't know, know awesome why it's faced the Sean Murphy version. Cause it, it, that's been in the realm of Batman and the new series, Batman being uh that White Knight whole series has been great. And the cover art has been even just regular standard cover A's have been amazing looking pieces of um artwork just in general. That story has Definitely. been so much fun.
0: Uh and i'm like i guess it's going to end with the next issue but i'm just like damn this is actually one of those books i'm like this is the one i want to keep going with and it makes me want more batman beyond which i haven't read because they did like uh, i guess they brought him back with that weird alternate timeline they did i forget what it was called it was like uh it had like frankenstein and amethyst in it and it was like a omac and it was like all the robots and stuff i forget oh. what it was called
1: not dc mac was it
0: no it was um why am i it was super weird they did like a whole time skip like forward thing and they did like a bunch of tie in issues for it um i can't recall what it was
1: i can't remember it either right now
0: yeah but you know what i'm talking about yeah Um, yeah i remember they did that and then they spun a bunch like two or three mini series out of it for batman beyond or like one ongoing and they're like terry's dead tim drake's batman beyond now and now it's terry again and i'm like this is from the fucking OMAC thing, <laughs> and I was like, okay, because um, they like I guess did a a full like we did a full animated series ending with those Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond limited books that were really good. But before that, um, but yeah, I really liked that. And then uh, another book that came out of left field for me was uh, Batman Superman with Mark Waid and Dan Mora. I was not expecting that book to be as good as it is the I'm world's just like,
1: finest yeah that that was another great one yeah and dan moore's artwork has just been phenomenal. his artwork is fin- yeah it's yeah. so
0: freaking good the way he, uh i cracked up because everyone all of a sudden all these twitter lit up and they're like yo you gotta see rita and i'm like rita you mean from doom patrol yeah you see the way you he drew her like her eyes and all i look and i'm like holy crap those are <laughs> like super green uh yeah yeah everything his art has been insane the way he pulls it off uh it he i had no idea who dan mora was until he did this book and then after that i'm like oh he's doing variants for nightwing and Batgirl. oh these oh, are perfect those yellow the,
1: backgrounds like, dude they, so they, they, yeah just beautiful. flip
0: it's like robin Batgirl, and then nightwing backroll it's so amazing uh i got both of those i was just like i need to have these uh they have actually <laughs> been my phone wallpapers uh ever since they came out they're gorgeous and they're so good and uh yeah he just lit up and i wasn't expecting it because i think the two artists that kind of came uh more into my mind now are like him and alex Malayev, uh, who i didn't really know too much about before um all of the leviathan stuff yeah and uh which i can't re- was leviathan last year or was it this year i can't because that was also a really big one for me
1: 2021 I, I think it was okay yeah,
0: it I, I want to say it was twenty. I really like Checkmate too. Checkmate was really Checkmate good. was great. Um, that was yeah. Man, what
1: that was early twenty twenty one though. I think or twenty twenty. I think no, it was twenty
0: twenty because it came out all, after all. The, it was the final part of all the Leviathan stuff. That's did. right. Yeah, it was the very end of Bendis because like uh, Bendis was now going like I'm going to Dark Horse mostly with all my independent stuff, but otherwise like uh, he's still doing like Naomi and stuff for DC. But uh, yeah, Batman and Superman real fast before i go to that uh i hadn't read mark wade in so long like i loved mark wade chris Samney combos like Daredevil. that's really the only daredevil run i've read so far everyone probably hates me for not reading more especially the brandon's but uh <laughs> I, I loved his daredevil run i that was like when i was buying all the single issues and doing like rucka's punisher at the same time and whatnot but uh having him come back to dc since i guess like i don't know it was like bruce wayne fugitive stuff like that and the catwoman Baker run uh ha- it's been so good because i wasn't expecting him to become like so prominent like oh i'm doing this also here's lazarus planet and i'm like what the hell dude where you? you just came out of the blue with all this shit holy crap and the way he's been able to just kind of take batman and superman and make it like Oh, here's the in-betweens of like older times before all the current DC stuff, but it fits in perfectly. Like it, you don't you're not going to question anything. It just works and you're like, "Yeah, okay, I'm on board. Completely right. on board with this." Um and then uh <clears throat> Checkmate like Bendis, I got to meet at DragonCon this year. Oh, and cool. I actually went over and asked him like, "Hey man, I saw like I wanted to get more Leviathan stuff like it was so good." And he's like, "Yeah, I actually had a whole espionage branch of DC comics I was going to do. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, I remember that. uh, You probably heard the rumors about the 5G thing uh, for DC. And I'm like, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, I I knew all about that. He's like, yeah, so under that, when that was happening, there was a whole espionage branch of comics that were going to come out. And I was in charge of those. I was going to write them all, but I was going to do a whole line of espionage books, like uh, the checkmate stuff. But that was the only one that ended up coming out uh, because 5G was canceled. And I was shocked. I was like, what? That's sucks. <laughs> Just didn't even care. It's like, yeah, this is all the stuff that was going to happen. I'm like, I didn't even know you could tell me that. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs>
1: so What's well, funny because you uh, bring up Bendis and some of the, like, I'm now, like, my head is now spinning with so many other titles that I forgot on the DC line that came out, like uh, Trials of the Amazon. I don't know if you read that or not.
0: And I've, I had to, like, pretty much, I really had to pick and choose. So I was like, uh, the only Wonder stuff I did this year, which real wonder girl uh your floor stuff was really good
1: i like that a lot so So, um... i always stay away from like wonder woman wonder girl like it's just not it's not my cup of tea right it's it's i'm typically not the demographic probably for it normally and it's not what i ever like to read i just never you know the only wonder woman stuff i ever enjoyed was back in the day the old tv show right like that's the only thing i've ever really read of wonder woman don't know much about it just just little things that I see. Um, but I did. I ended up picking up Trial of the Amazons, number one, and couldn't put it down. It brought me into this whole crazy world that I'd never really experienced before in the way that it was done. And I think the um, the writer, uh, what was her name? Bel one of the writers. Because they had a couple writers on it, I, I remember. But I think Belair herself, Air um, herself, uh, she was somebody that tuned me in because she's done a bunch of stuff for Marvel um that i enjoyed and i was like all right cool like i'll check this out and read it that made me go down this whole crazy path of reading um from (laughs) nubia to uh um anything that was coming out in the wonder woman crossovers because it was a crossover event for the trials of the amazon oh trials of the amazon i checked that out yeah yeah and so now like i'm i'm kind of hooked like even the last uh what was it historia wonder woman Wonder Woman Historia, I think it was. Yeah, it it's supposed out. to be a really big one, I think. It, was, yeah.
0: it had like the Peacock cover, right?
1: Yeah, 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 For one of them. Yeah, so yeah a lot of people like that one a book lot. Book three just dropped, I believe, uh last week. And it was only a three-part series as well. Fantastic. It was in the premiere size um mm-hmm. edition too. So good. I'm like now turning into a Wonder Woman fan, which I never That's thought awesome. I would. So DC's doing something right on that level. I think it's just a matter of finding ways for readers to to find it want to read it or want yeah. or want to read it yeah like we get stuck in our bubbles sometimes and we don't branch out and I, I try to but it's sometimes hard so for whatever reason that really sparked so yeah i gotta go back and say um, trials of the Amazons is definitely a must read i think from dc last year for sure I think actually,
0: like, because the whole thing, they've, even though they stopped 5G and they're doing kind of like, they're still like, well, here's all the next generation anyway. Um, when they were like, here's the new trinity, and it's like Jonathan Kent, uh, Jace Fox, and Yara Floor. Uh, I tried to read all three of the new books, and I didn't last long on them for the most part, just because I'm like, dude, I. <laughs> can't keep buying this many books and <laughs> you know if i have to choose between an established character that's been there forever versus one they just threw in like a second ago i'm gonna probably go for that one especially if the writing team is still an artistic team are still more interesting to me so like i dropped i am batman i dropped uh superman jonathan kent and i was gonna drop you on the floor and i was just like dude i'm laughing reading this book comic books don't make me laugh but joel jones actually is making me laugh with this like right. i'm gonna stick with this book and ironically enough that was the only one that
1: got canceled and i'm like what what, <laughs> what? <laughs> which is hor- like okay so bringing up uh like son of kal-el i thought the first like nine were great you know i like it was i love an- the crossover with Super- uh, with nightwing i read that
0: book at least yeah. that, that one i think i made it to the first six issues i want to say okay before i had to make like a cut of like eight books or something right. at that
1: point and that's the that's the tough part because. I would say that Son of kal is still probably a great read right now. Um, I just remember cutting it because I had too much to read. And people, yeah. oh, you own a comic book shop. You can just read anything all you want. Well, no, I can't. Like I have my own pull list for myself. I have my own budget. I'm not going to read a book and then put it back on the shelf and try to sell it to somebody for the same price. You know what I mean? Like that's unethical at the least (laughs) so i have a budget on my own pools that i have to do and son of calo is one of those ones that got the cut because i had other ones that i were more pertaining so but it's not saying that it was a bad book it was just the price point of so many books can get pretty heavy on those and especially they
0: recently did like a full price increase since they did new
1: frontier yeah yeah which i mean i understand the price increase i really do it's it's something that like come on we're looking at 499 books still and every like a, a gallon of milk has gone up like 3 dollars in price but a book is still the same after you know 20 years like like i yeah. understand a price increase we need it sometime especially with people really
0: i kill money. kill me yeah, the only one that killed me was like Urban Legends. It's like mm. eight bucks, and it's like, dude, I don't want three stories if only one's gonna be good. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is oh, true. Man. Urban
1: Legends have been great for the most part, and I feel like you are getting the bang for your buck because it's a bigger book. But if some of those stories don't pan out, then it's like, uh, like speaking of Wonder Woman, um, the Black and Gold series mm. was a six part. I remember reading the first book of that because the artwork was just gorgeous. All the blacks and golds. And I was like, I got to read this and I'll admit two of the stories in it were fantastic, but the other ones to me were just uh, not for me. I was just, no. So I get it. Like when you're paying a little extra because it's more, more material, that doesn't always mean it's, it's worth more though. Yeah. You know, I do like DC over Marvel in the books themselves. I think even cause you notice they got cover A, which is your standard DC paper, and then cover B and beyond is normally a card stock. They always charge a dollar more for the card stock and standard like, you know, price for the other ones. But even their standard cover um books, the paper material is still better and higher quality than Marvel books. So I would argue you're getting better quality books than you know some other companies that are putting it out there.
0: Not for sure. I I think Marvel, that's why they're like, here's the digital copy. The physical is going to fall apart. I'm sorry. Here's the digital. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I guess that brings in like uh, going into the publisher themselves, like how, how it's doing. Um, This year has been interesting where I know last year. So last year we complained a lot about the sheer fact of oversaturation and it was just talking about Batman and the Trinity mainly Batman and it was like Superman and Wonder Woman to a lesser extent. But it was like unless you're them, there's like almost unless Tom King is writing your book, there's probably no other character being utilized right now unless they're like in that direct family, like, you know, the Robins, uh, and Batgirls and whatnot. Um This year we saw a little bit more spread, but not really much. It was still like like you said in October, it's like, oh, how many Bat books are coming out? And I'm such a big batman fan like i, I said it before last year like i used to buy every bat book that was coming out just because i could unless it was like one of the the kid ones yeah. or something and i was as interested but now it's so insane even though there's less dc books in there were before it's not like new 52 or 52 books it's just like oh here's like maybe 30 books or something i'm not too even sure if it might be less than that at this point but uh most of these are batman and i'm like that's too much i don't want all this and i don't care about all this at the same time so uh i've been doing a good job at least of cutting out a lot of bat books that are miniseries like i didn't read batman fortress i haven't done any of the joker ones just surely because of that just i know like some of them might be good but i'm just like i gotta figure it all out so um if you look at my ongoing stuff right now even still cutting everything out it's all it's like batman detective World's finest, Batman Inc., Nightwing. It's still just Bat books. And I'm like, Jesus. Like, yeah. oh my God.
1: Uh I think even that, all the yeah. Uh well, okay, so DC sometimes you get stuck, right? Like I do it as a business. I I look at what has been selling lately and I see that, oh well, you know, Batman's doing pretty good, so I guess I'll order more Batman books and but we get stuck in that and we don't yeah. try to branch out because we want it to be safe on what the income is going to generate in the cash flow. I think DC has an opportunity to where maybe if they consolidated their bat books a little bit more, put more story into like, you know, five or six bat titles um and then didn't have, like cuz again, 60 bat books in one month. Like dude, like you don't need that many You know, I don't know, make detective comics come out every week, you know, and make the story more impactful. So you don't need to have three other books, but then it will allow you to get other creators to do more. Like, I want them to go back more so what they did um back in the Vertigo time frame. Like I think they are like Nice House on a Lake, such a great series. Yeah. Love that series. I know I didn't mention for this year. But it should have been up there. And I I, I just I, finished I, issue 12 yesterday, actually. How fucking, sorry, but so good. And yeah. I know it. everybody talks crap on it saying, well, they just made this for TV. Okay, so it was a great read all the way through with some hiccups, I'll, I'll admit. But if they created that and they do turn it around and say, okay, now let's adapt it to film or television or Netflix series or something, great. Because then other people will tune into it. Which will bring more cash flow into DC's coffers, which will keep the company going because they can play pay more creatives, but they can't keep pushing out Batman. Yeah, consolidate Batman down to a handful of books a month. Do the same thing with some of these other major titles like Wonder Woman and all these main people, and keep them really good content. But start bringing out more of the human targets, more of these nice house on the lake. Go back to like what Vertigo used to do and create some really great like short term series. And I think that's gonna help DC so much more because um they'll be able to highlight their main characters, give them a lot bigger pace, and who knows, maybe they can actually start charging a little bit more and make it worth it for these books because nobody's gonna buy sixty Batman titles for seven ninety nine a piece a month. Well yeah most people won't. Yeah know there's the yeah, other <laughs> it's insane. So I think I think they're on the right track. I think they kind of are starting to feel that. I think um, uh, they're going to find that happy place because these new ones, like the Batman One Bad Days, have been amazing. I don't know if you've been following those at all. Yes, Um, I've been enjoying them a lot, honestly. Yeah, and I think if they continue down that path, they don't need to have so many... like. I know that's a Batman title, but that's what I mean. Like consolidate it into something more short-term as opposed to expanding it so much, but I get it. They're, they're Batman is their number one dude. And they think, well, if we just push out more of these books, we can appeal to more people in the audience and they'll read all this stuff. But Batman fortress is great, but was it necessary? Not really. They're
0: like, you want to read from the writer of Book of Eli, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you Which, overestimate this. Sir. They
1: could just incorporate Batman Fortress into the standard Batman series. Why that's not? what
0: that's what kills me. Like they they do all these different miniseries from all these different writers. That I'm like, these all could have been part of the mainline books, but you just want so much at once. So you're like, oh, but that'll take years to get all these stories in. I'm like, then. Figure it out, dude, like have yeah. them do other stuff. And it, it kills me because the reason it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, well, you know, we do other books besides Bat books, but no one ever reads the other books and only reads the Bat books. And it's like, well, yeah, it's because you choose like maybe a rookie writer or someone that maybe isn't that well known to write the unknown, like the lesser known characters. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't sell well. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then for the Bat books, you choose all the best potential writers and artists that throw onto these books or famous people, potentially. And it's like, well, yeah, they're selling. It's like, yeah, they're selling. You put like amazing teams on them, yeah.
1: but all the amazing teams are only on these and nothing else. Yeah. So you're going to sell it of, anyway, you know? Yeah. So it's like it, a good example. I haven't read a Batman, uh, like standard Batman series. It had been, oh man, probably five or more years. But then when they got Chip Zdarsky on it, boom, picked up the first issue. And I was like, I need to read Chip because I love Chip Zdarsky's work. And he did a great job. Okay, cool. Then why don't you do, instead of the standard 32-page comic, go 64 pages. Do Chip Zdarsky and then, like, you know, some other, you know, great writer on that same book. Or get an unknown writer to help Chip Zdarsky on a, a different portion of that book. But then have some other great, like, Tom King write a a I don't know, like, I don't want to say Nightwing because I know he's not, like, a lesser-known character. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, somebody that's yeah. going to, you know, put Chip Zdarsky on um, Nubia or something.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, that's, like, uh currently, like, I love Detectives currently, having Ram V and mm-hmm. it was Albuquerque and now um Ivan Reyes doing the art. Uh, I think... They did Detective Comics the best back when it was pre-new 52, when they're like, Yeah, Batwoman is the main character in this. And I think, you know, we already have a main book. Batman has Batman. Makes sense. Detective, they could have basically combined, like, what they did with Urban Legends, they could have thrown in to an extent like the miniseries Urban Legends in a smaller version into Detective, where it's like, here's the other Bat characters. You don't need a full like series for them necessarily, but Detective is a rotating creative teams, and it's like the for the next four issues, here's this team talking about Ragman or yeah. something like that, which I actually really want more Ragman. But um, they could have done that, and I think that could have been what you could have done, or all the miniseries. Like I think what killed me was like Tom Taylor was writing uh, that detective book for six issues, and I was like, dude, this wasn't even necessary, especially with all the other books he was reading, uh, writing at the time. Yeah. Or like uh, Batman Killing Time from Tom King. I'm like, that could have been a story Detective or something. You right. didn't have so, to make this a
1: miniseries. No, no shade on um, Killing Time. I like the series. Yeah. But you're right, 100%. They could have just added that into Detective Comics. Hell, they could have added it as just a storyline in Batman in some kind of context. And then had um, the author go and write something completely different. But not another Batman, because that's that's the hard part. When somebody walks into a comic book shop and they see, oh wow, we got Batman Fortress, Batman Killing Time, Batman one Bad Day, Batman now Detective Con well, I can only pick up one of those. Yeah. You know, so that that's where they're falling. You said it uh perfectly when they're self-fulfilling their destruction on certain things. You put lower name artists and lower name uh creative staff on these new books. Well, of course they're not going to do well. And then you take the good names and put them on these good books and they do great. Well, duh, they're already doing good. So how about you take these good names and put it on these lower end, you know, books. Those will probably do a lot better and your main titles are still going to do well anyway. Yeah, like that's I think I think they need to shift on that definitely. And I think that's something that hopefully they're 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 looking towards. Um, I
0: don't We're know. We'll see a bit lo- yeah we're seeing a bit now like i mean like jeff johnson's back and he's like here's justice uh just society here's star girl and but it's like his stuff so it's like expected that he could pull it off and be fine with it uh no one will really complain that he's like not doing necessarily bad characters even though they're like oh Julian wayne is yeah. main character of justice society and, like so it's still baddish a little bit um but it, it's insane that all the lesser known characters the only way they seem to be in there is just tom king and it's like the version you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, okay. Because if it's Tom King, you're like, oh, he's going to do something to just deconstruct and make these characters look like assholes. <laughs> it's just like, damn it, I just wanted the regular character. And, you know, Tom King's runs are really good, but it's like, yeah, you the only reason you're getting this old cool character back is so he can be uh, more or less destroyed. It's like, yo, we're going to cancel this character.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because I know that's kind of like been his shtick lately. And I'm surprised that that's one thing that I haven't seen yet with Human Target. They brought back an old character, but they haven't like destroyed him yet. At least from my perspective, I think they're doing a, a he's doing a really not good with job him. him. It's
0: more of like the the Justice uh, the yeah. Justice League International has yeah. been the one that's just been kind of getting screwed over. Where Which, you're
1: like I I gotta say this on air. Segue into something else on the movie side of things. Black Adam should not have been called Black Adam. It should have been justice society of america meets black adam or something because that was such a jsa movie just saying i, I don't yeah
0: even then it's a uh, that was that's the other episode i got to do for the show next pretty much i have to figure out people who really want to talk about that movie and find them but uh there i have so much to say about that movie it's,
1: it's <laughs> it maybe i was in the theater i was like what the fuck
0: <laughs> but I, uh, i'll say this
1: I thought it was pretty entertaining. It was entertaining, but. When they stole lines from Marvel straight up, like, I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but come on. Adam Smasher, dude, you stole that from Spider Man. Do, do you know that part I'm talking about?
0: Uh, no? His line? Okay,
1: S- a spoiler alert. Uh, who's ever listening? Was it like the Civil War line? Uh, it's where like he was, like, putting on his costume and he couldn't get it on. And he finally, like, comes up. Sorry, man, I had a. Uh, I had a. Um, the costume would I mean, have been
0: a bit or something like that. And that's what crazy. They trying to make Man him say. like Tom Holland a bit. Like he was 100%. awkward a, a bit. Yeah. Um. I, I'll, I'll get into a whole yeah, thing anywhere. almost. Just, yeah. <laughs> It'll feel a whole thing. Uh, yeah. So it's been crazy seeing all this stuff and nonstop. Like now they're expanding on Superman and Wonder Woman again. And I'm like, cool. But also, I'm happy you're doing this. But again, not the Trinity characters this is what we want to see more of. Uh. And I think now with what's it called dawn of the dcu is the new thing they're about to start up yeah they're bringing back like they're gonna do a captain marvel uh thing i'm pretty sure with uh i think actually dan morris can be doing the drawing for that one for uh billy batson and then um what else i think there's a cyborg book coming back like they're actually giving cyborg
1: a book again i remember that. and some other characters i mean obviously uh, they brought back wildcats um well Jim Lee brought yeah, in the, Wildcats, which
0: you, I I know people love Jim Lee. I I do love his art, but I'm just killing. It always kills me where It's like, oh, it's the big number book, and Jim Lee's like, "Don't worry, guys, I'll be I'll do the honors and make the 1,000
1: ser- issue cover." And I'm like, "No, anyone, I don't want to see your stuff. Give me Dustin million, please." You're, all, you're 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 good, Jim. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, i crack up he's like here's a video of me going to walmart and organizing all the dc comics again i'm like what why are you doing this <laughs> um but yeah like there, there's a lot more i guess lesser known characters that gonna not lesser known but i guess characters that are big that just haven't had books in a while like cyborg captain marvel and a bunch of others that are gonna yeah. now get stuff like blue beetles getting his graduation day book and everything else too yeah. um and there's still the i mean i feel like if there's a movie coming out, there's a better chance for that character now to get a comic like Black Adam was pumped into DC Comics recently because of that movie. And now they're like,
1: you know what? Never mind. Um, let's just well, kill off Black that. Adam. So they failed big time, number one. like I don't know what their marketing team was doing when they were doing the Black Adam movie because they one, started pushing the comic books first. And I'll tell you, from a shop's perspective, and I know my store's Much smaller than places like, you know, Midtown and others that we've talked about. But I can tell you, I sold one copy of Black Adam number one when it came out. Really? One. That's it. Like, nobody knew the character. Nobody or didn't want to know. They didn't even care. So it was like, they should have marketed that movie. Maybe they should have released the movie before they put out the books. But their hope was to actually put out the books and, you know, bring in, you know, interest before the movie came out. But I think it backfired off. I
0: think I mean, like, sorry, the, the last time he was popular was 52. Yeah. That, like, actual 52 series run or issue run where it was, like, post... Uh, it was pre-Final Crisis, post-Infinite Crisis, yeah. where, yeah, it was like he was with the JSA and then he just was like, nah, fuck it, World War III. Um <laughs> That was, like, yeah, the last time he was popular in comics because then they killed him off and they didn't really bring him back for a while. Yeah. Um, He only does good, it seems like, in team books. When they were
1: uh, bringing out the actual Black Adam new series, it was like crickets from DC on the marketing side of it. Like, they weren't like making any big waves about this new book coming out. They weren't like making any, they were relying on us as store owners to do all the marketing for them. And there's only so much we can do because obviously I, I bring in a ton of indies too. So, but it's one of those situations where it was like, are you like, where was your team at? Like, why wasn't um, The Rock on his social media platform, you know, spewing it out there like crazy? Cause he like really he does did for it. his
0: movies, yeah, and yeah. for
1: the comic. yeah. Or, and he didn't even do it for the the Black Adam movie, really, either, if you actually go he, back. He,
0: he, he was, if I was on Instagram a lot, he was always just like, here it is. And then he's like, look at my Zoa drinks. It's got Black Adam on it. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I saw some um, of it,
1: but considering what he's pushed for other movies, I don't feel like he did nearly as much for this one it was even though okay. i I'll, I'll say this i enjoyed rock as black adam i did um i thought he did a, a good job but rock puts all of his he always puts his he always gives 110% with most of the stuff he he ever gets into so i wasn't expecting a bad performance from him by any means i think the directing was more of his issue than it was on him actually acting as a character but yeah like when it comes to their books they need to do a better job marketing they need to highlight certain ones that they actually want to to go out there instead of just like, I don't know. Like I don't think anybody really knew about dead boy detectives from the Sandman universe. No. I mean, of course I did. Cause I'm a huge Sandman fan, but where's the real marketing? Where where what, what are they doing to push their, their book sales minus things like Batman and Superman, Wonder Woman, like these lower tier characters are not doing anything with. It's like the the closest you're
0: going to get is just the, um, the ad in the comic for another book. And then it's like, Hey, if you're reading that you should read this. And that's about it. I think it's honestly because they're so afraid of spending that extra money and they're probably still budgeted on like what marketing they can do for comics. And they're like, we could do it for these books, but it could also be for nothing. Whereas we know there'll be a better potential if we just focus it on the Trinity characters for advertising. And that could be the reason. Um,
1: that's just my guess. I'm not too sure. Yeah, no, it could be for sure. I think I'm sure there's probably people in the creative space or the marketing team that's saying, Hey, we need to do this, 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 this. And then, you know, they get all hyped up on it and they probably have some manager above and it's like, Nope, we're not going to do any of that. You know, like I, I've seen that happen in the corporate world so many times where it's like you actually have some very smart moves that should be done, but just because it costs a little bit much, you got some manager above, wanting to save payroll or wanting to save on advertising expense to make them look good and they kill it. And so they don't actually get the marketing out there, which if they would let it go through, you know, and I mean, I don't, I know like large companies are always slow to get out there and market to new audiences because obviously it costs more money to bring in new audiences than it does to keep old customers. But yeah. they really need to do a better job with their like I don't know, what what's the new generation Generation Z or something like that. They need like they need to bring in some of these new Gen Z people to start pushing stuff like in the TikTok world or yeah, you know, make like, where...
0: TikTok videos for this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm old too. <laughs> I just I just had my birthday Saturday, so old yesterday. Um, I'm feeling old. Oh, it <laughs> but it's one of those situations where they they're missing this new generation. I mean, I have a shop right next to essentially a Pokemon card store, right? And all the time, I get people that come in here with their kids that are like eight, nine years old. And their moms or dads are like, oh my gosh, a comic book store. This is so cool. And their kids are like looking at their Pokemon cards thinking like, oh, whatever. I don't care. And their moms are like, oh, check out Spider-Man. Look at Batman over here. And the kids are like, but I got my Pokemon card. I don't care. So they don't care. Like the new generation, these young kids, they're not caring about comic books like we did. And why? It's because it's not being presented to them as being cool. These trading cards, these Pokemon cards, that's what's cool. So DC, Marvel, comic books in general, these marketing teams need to find out what's making the kids like those cards and try to bring some of that appeal back to comics to make that seem like it's, it's part of it. And I think DC is the first one to start doing it. And two of the new titles recently, they created those books. I'm spacing. I think one is the new Lazarus, the one, um, it just came out. It's the trading card, uh, one where the front cover and the back cover actually has trading cards on them that you can tear off oh, interesting. Use. Okay. And I remember like a month ago, they had another, uh, issue for one of the, the B covers on one of the books. I forget. I think it was a dark crisis one, It's the same thing but I think it needs to go beyond that. They need to, they need to spend money on marketing to that, that new generation.
0: I mean, there's a whole area like, um, like you said, TikTok, but also Twitch, a lot of, a lot of them watch Twitch. If they had a Twitch channel, they're like, Hey, you know, we talk about this stuff and they just talk about older comics and like make it feel like it's a really cool story or connect them to movies and cartoons. Cause the whole thing for me, when I was a kid, the reason I got into comics, like I watched the, Batman animated Series, the Spider-Man 90s show, X-Men Evolution. Like those were the shows I like to watch. And uh at a certain point, I, I didn't get to really go to comic sourcing. I'm a kid on money, yeah. but like uh we'd go on a trip to our like a cabin we always like to go to every summer, and my mom would like we'd go to the smart to get food, and my mom would let me go to the comic rack. It was just a little rotating oh, yeah. rack. Oh, yeah. And i always get the Batman book. I had no idea if they were connected or anything. It was like if I was I was usually looking for the one that was tied into the show. I'd get the animated series, like, book Batman Adventures or something. But every now and again, I'd get something random. And as a kid, I'd be so confused to get, like, Streets of Gotham. Or not Streets, uh, it was Gotham Nights. And I'm like, whoa, there's drugs in this. What's happening? Or, like, uh, back, like it was the Cassandra Cain detective Batgirl, uh ongoing and stuff like that. Like, it was that era of time where i just get these random books. Um, and they have to also know, like, kids not necessarily won't, like, they might not even always be able to buy books. So, it's like they might just buy one book and it's like it could be anything. Um, so, they just got to utilize all these different forms of social media to really hit that. Not necessarily Instagram now, because that's more of millennial at this point, if anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Twitch, TikTok, if they really make that more current. And I've seen, I feel like they've tried just. It's like they do it without advertising, but also they don't try it enough where they're like, well, here's Batman Fortnite, uh, which they were like, here's Fortnite codes for uh, Batman skins in Fortnite. And I'm sure that sold a lot.
1: Um, I still have so many left. So if you need any new skins, let me... Uh, I I
0: feel like the thing, too, is everyone probably thought that was going to sell... So, like, everyone probably... I'm assuming all the stores bought a bunch of those, yeah. Because they're like, oh yeah, so it's like even though they probably made a lot of sales, like it's still there's so much extra. Yeah.
1: They they did uh, um they did do well on that. Uh, Marvel even did the same thing with their Marvel. Yes, uh, Fortnite I saw they Warner. followed
0: up now. Yeah. Though
1: going and piggybacking on what you're saying on like where they can market to that generation, I think Marvel's ahead of them because of the MCU, but because of Disney and Disney Plus, right? Like. These kids are on Disney Plus. It's in their heads twenty four seven, right? Let them and they have yeah. all these like Spidey and Friends, these these young shows. Like you were brought up, like why did you buy the ones off the rack? You did because reckon you recognize it from the Batman uh, Beyond series. Well, we don't have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. I mean, we do, but like kids aren't watching it like we used to. Yeah, you know, now they just go to the, whatever streaming services to do all that. So DC needs to go back. Look at what they did well. Their animated stuff has always been fired, always been good. They need a streaming service to be more productive and compete with something like Disney Plus. Cause then that's gonna make kids go and start watching, like, you know, whatever new superhero thing that they're gonna push, and then they're gonna wanna try to find that book. You know, that's gonna be the tie-in. That's gonna be the 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 extra little thing that they need. But they're so convoluted with the rights and who they don't have a dedicated streaming platform. Marvel's Disney plus everybody knows you want to watch the yeah. Marvel thing. You go to Disney plus. Um, but DC doesn't have that right now. You know, they don't have like a, a real, they got like, <laughs> they got some canceled shows that are constantly <laughs> happening. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a just... whole,
0: we'll, we'll get to the, that, but like, uh, for sure. Like, uh, I mean, like Batman and the Cape Crusader. Yeah. Was gonna what was gonna show up, and then they're like, "We're gonna shop that around. We're not gonna put that here." And now it's like I, it's either gonna be like Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Hulu or uh, Apple TV+. Plus. I'm just like, just give it to Apple, please, just give it to Apple, so we just watch it. I just want to watch it, right? Um,
1: but and see, I don't have Apple, so I can't even watch it. Oh dang, okay.
0: <laughs> 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 I'll say that they, they at least have quality over there. The the what the, the, right. the stuff they do have is actually really good, um, but. Uh, it's. They did try another book, and this book was actually awful. The Batman Phase Clan, uh, mini they did. Wait, did you and read it? I saw some of the panels. It was all over Twitter, and it told me everything I needed to know. Just like Mister Freeze, <laughs> do you think a mere gamer could beat me, Batman? I'm like, dude, I wanna. I'm gonna go jump off this building. I'm gonna catch y'all. <laughs>
1: I know for a fact that that had have been one of those like, work teaming up with Phase Clan. If anybody knows Phase Clan and who they are and like their whole like shtick, it had to have been set up for a joke because I, I read, I read it and yeah, it was, it was horrible, but it was horrible in the sense of like, kind of like Cobra Kai Are you watch or have you watched Cobra Kai at all? Not yet. No. Okay. I, so. I know a lot about it, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's that horrible that you just need to keep watching because it has like oh, this is, this is good but this is so bad I gotta keep watching it That was that phase clan Batman situation. this is like it, it had to have been done as a joke it had it been done to try to capitalize on the gaming kind of concept of it but it was another one of those books that it really didn't sell you know so they they tried to incorporate some of the youth into it but what they should have done then, is I know some of the face clan cats did push a little bit out there, but not a lot. They just they got their paychecks from getting the book done, probably, and you know went on. They should have marketed it harder. They should have went on to the the Twitch. They should have went on to the YouTube streamers that were doing you know their video games and pushing that book that much more, um, because they that that was potential that they could have had, even as silly and, and cheesy as the book was. I think it still would have probably reignited something in people to read comics more if they would have put more stuff into that book to help say, hey, now you should check out this book, you know, something on that line. But they need to stop with some of this really cheesy stuff if it's not going to help push more readers somewhere else into, into the genre. Yeah, I believe that.
0: Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on that kind of thing. I, I guess like uh, before we move on again, like is there anything you think, any other changes or complaints you have for DC Comics so far right now at this point?
1: I wouldn't say complaints. I like. M- I think we covered most of that. Some of the changing though, I think, uh, what's his name? Zaslav? I think that's the yeah, yeah Warner Brothers CEO, yeah. David. He uh, um, I believe firmly like CEOs, they have one one obligation to any company, right? It's to shareholders create profit, profit for their their shareholders. Yeah. And people always assume that's some bad thing when it's it's not. Um if we think about it like I don't, well, in my stock portfolio, I don't think I actually own any Warner Brothers stock currently, which I actually might think about. But um, it's one of those situations where it's low, (laughs) it is, it's way low. And actually, like, again, I come back from the the corporate side of of things. And since I was a kid, I've always been stoked on finances. I've been a stock nerd since I was young. I used to read the Wall Street Journal just to see the stocks. And when I was like nine years old going through and like, what are all these numbers? I've, I've always been down that road. So looking at their numbers right now, where Warren Brothers sits, um, the analysts are even saying, hey, you should either hold or buy the stock right now. Nobody's saying to sell it right now. So that that's telling you something. So that means this is kind of a normal thing. But as being a CEO, trying to make profit for your shareholders, you know, he's in this mindset of like, we need to do something to start pushing this up. So I think he's going through a complete restructuring of the company. For Warner Brothers across the board. Oh, yeah. I think DC sits in there in the comic realm, knowing that we have, we, we've got money here. It's making money. It's not like they're losing money from DC. They're losing it in other aspects. And like we talked about earlier a little bit with the purchase of AT&T and Warner Brothers, all that kind of stuff. That's where they're holding on to a ton of debt. So I think with David Zaslav, I believe that's his name. Um, yeah, it I is. Think yeah. He's going through a big restructuring. I know they've laid off a lot of people throughout the company this last year, but so is a lot of other companies. We're going through a recession right now. Um, yeah. Whether people want to admit it or not, that's where we're The at. entire
0: tech and even Microsoft, which we're yeah. like, uh, I used to work there and they were like, uh, you guys are going to get laid off. You're just being
1: moved. We're like, cool. Those are even mm-hmm. leaving off people now. So it's like, shit. <laughs> right. So it, it is. It's one of those things that it's happening. We're going through it. We're going to battle this out for the next year, probably next year and a half. Until we start seeing some folks. But I'm hoping these companies like Warner Brothers and DC, they're starting to restructure. And I hope they're doing it in a way that they're going to see the focus become more driven to the DCU. To where they're going to try to compete more so with Marvel. And uh, I can't believe I just forgot his name. Gunn. Um, oh, James Gunn. Yeah. yeah. He's being in charge now. Him going it's over Peter there. Safran teaming up with Jim Lee on the creative side of things and having all that kind of power. I think they're, they're gonna, I think they're going to focus on something more, but I really hope they go back to their animated stuff. I hope they do. Okay. Uh, I'm only gonna bring this up because um, the new series, bad batch from star Wars just got released. I'm a fan of bad batch. Okay. I'm not a star Wars fan at all, to be honest. Like I'm a star Trek guy. But I've now watched everything Star Wars because I got Disney Plus and it was there. So I'm like, oh, let me watch it all. I'll say this. Bad Batch is my second favorite thing Star Wars has ever done. Andor was my number one favorite. I was going to say ever. it was an Andor. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Andor's so fucking oh, good. Oh, so amazing. Uh, like, I don't need any other Star Wars stuff between, be- <laughs> other than Andor and Bad Batch. But what they're doing with, like, Star Wars in that animated side of things and the Bad Batch kind of stuff DC needs to do. They need to find a good streaming platform where they can stick to, like a Disney Plus. They need they need that. I don't I don't know how they would do it or what's it, what that's going to look like, but they need that. They need to have the kids filter in to watch that kind of stuff, then go out into the world and find actual books to read that. Um I also think that if they focus there, they need to start getting better with their movies i've yeah. not, dude it's so hard for me to go see a dc movie i went and saw black adam because i was like all right yeah finally rock doing black adam this deep darker character i'm gonna go watch this i always go see bat no i didn't see superman batman i refused to see uh <laughs>
2: um
1: oh what's his name the actor uh that recently been playing batman um Ben Affleck, yeah. I refuse to see him as Batman. I won't do it. Okay, I, I won't do it. I can't, I don't know what it we're is. gonna have
0: very different opinions on the movies, <laughs> but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> get into it. Or. I'm sure
1: 100, percent but um, I rarely see DC movies because they've always just let me down. I mean, since Batman 89, like, I mean, Mr. Freeze back then with freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude, that was horrible. It was but horrible. Then, you look back on it now and i'm like oh i love that movie it's horrible but it's funny as hell but that that was part of it because it definitely kept to this true like comic book nature of sorts yeah dark knight the first one was great bane what was that hated it um you know there's so many elements to like these that i can't at least well actually now marvel is actually killing it too i'm hating some of the stuff that they're putting out lately but it's one of those like for me, it's their, they just fatigue the shit out of me. Oh, but, big yeah. time. Yeah, it it yeah. is. It, it is. Uh, I finally watched Love and Thunder a couple nights ago and I shouldn't have. I was like, dude, I shouldn't <laughs> have. What, what I do to myself? Um, I understand. But I think if they can get a solid handle on their DC uh, movies, their anime, um, they can bring it back. And I think you made a great point about take somebody like... I don't know whether it's Tom King or the chips that skier and put them on a lower level character in the books, it's going to push those up more. Then people are going to go back and, you know, get the big characters, big characters are yeah. already selling. You don't need great creative people on those characters. I mean, yeah, you still want them because if you did some of that sucks a well, little, then it's just not going to be good in general, but to bring up these other characters and then, I do want to see Nice House on a Lake be turned into a TV show or a movie or some kind of Netflix thing or something. I want them to do more titles like that. I want to bring back the old like vertigo type thing. I thought that's what they were doing with the black label and they're they kind of are, but they need more of it. Yeah. Much so. Offshoot like one and six, that's what's gonna really help DC, and I'm glad they're starting to do it a little bit more. Marvel could take it. was really good too. Oh like yeah. That. I forgot oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Really good. So I think if they can focus on some of that and yeah make them write them to be made into TV shows and movies fine do it like that's what's going to bring more attention more money to pay more creative people to come over to their team and be able to create this stuff and I think that's going to really uh benefit DC in so many ways to come if they can find that but stop with 100 freaking Batman titles a month Reduce yeah. that down to like 15 or something um, and then expand on your what I like to call your your fake indies like Nice House on a Lake. It's kind of like an indie book, right? The only thing that I think they did miss an opportunity, they could have still been in the DC world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess so. Like, yeah, Like, Ooh. I don't want to ruin it for you, but Sandman did that. Um, i did i didn't I,
0: I heard a bit about that i mean it's like the same thing with swamp thing It used to be kind of on his own then you're like look it's constantly in batman
1: and you're like okay <laughs> yeah exactly so i think that's something that um if they would have incorporated a couple like i don't know like make one of the characters a nice house on a lake talk about oh yeah I remember when batman was in gotham and did just just a quick little thing to to keep that world connected that's all they needed yeah and I, think I mean that, like uh
0: definitely and i I feel like because you went through all that i have like uh different points to make but it's like on different timelines of when you were talking about so i guess i'll i'm like where do i start i guess i'll I'll go backwards (laughs) um I, i yeah for the comics for sure and i think depending on how all the like other media goes it really depends on how that goes for it to really hit this especially like you know they did um the gotham knights game and that was it bombed it it did not do like it it probably sold but it didn't like i didn't buy it and i'm a big i always like i would have bought a batman game no problem and had his name on it i'm like yeah i'll get it and i didn't and that says something uh just because how bad that was and they have like a mini series for it tied in but i think if they yeah they do stuff like bring back aquaman have like, someone like Tom Taylor or someone do Aquaman and something like that. Like, Maybe I'll it's actually crazy read that, it
1: if he did it because I don't like Aquaman. But if Tom Taylor wrote it,
0: I, I might read he it. He was my – that's the crazy thing. In terms of actual powered people, he's my favorite superhero. Really? Uh, because, oh, yeah, it's, it's – I'm not a good swimmer. I can't swim well. So, I'm like, okay. this is the guy I want to be. I want to, like, right. breathe underwater and do all this stuff. That sounds like a dream come true. Um, but, like, yeah, I feel like he always gets the shit end. Like, Jeff Johns brought him back and it was – Phenomenal and like Kelly C. DeConnick did more with them, and I'm like, these are great. And then all of a sudden, it just tanked, and they're like, We're gonna switch Aquaman and have uh, Jackson Hyde do it. And I'm like, Yeah, let's see how it goes. And then it the last like seven issues, and I'm like, I guess people didn't like it. I was buying it, but I was like, People were just like, Nah, I don't want this. Um, uh, but like, there's yeah, there's so many characters for them to do, but then reflecting back on like, Well, what do they do to bring it in and having Jim's gun in charge now, and his whole thing was saying everything is going to be more or less connected, like uh, movies, TV shows, games are all going to be set in the DC universe. And he's like, I'm not running this like Marvel. I don't want like a whole like, this is the Marvel timeline. I'm running this like Star Wars where this is the universe and all these things are happening in this universe and it's one universe. That's how he's approaching it. And I was like, that's that's actually interesting. That's I didn't yeah. never thought I'd look at it that way, especially considering DC is very much known for the multiverse. So they could still, I guess, do that, just you know, still have it all connected and like um having connected live action series with cartoons and uh film and animated film and games is gonna be very interesting because that will make people wanna connect more and that will hopefully not fatigue them like Marvel has, but like make people more interested, especially if they make sure it's completely like make sure they're different enough that you're not feeling like you're just watching the Marvel show every to, like every month or something if it whether it's on disney plus or in a theater but uh it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how it all goes it's just also funny because right before that they're like we're doing the big batman animated series all right we're gonna send it somewhere else but uh the current shows they have for kids are like a, a dc like batmobile hot wheel type show where everyone's cars or something and then the dc superhero girls show which i'm I have a five-year-old niece. She likes that show a lot. And every time, like, she comes to visit uh, from, like, across the country, uh, she'll hang out in my room sometimes. And I'm like, do you want to put on the DCC Real Girl show or something? And she's like, yeah. And, like, we'll watch it for a bit and get bored and walk away for something else because she's five. But, <laughs> like, uh, they do have interest in that kind of stuff. And it's also the whole thing of, like, hopefully they think kids aren't dumb necessarily and they could actually comprehend stuff because... I was a kid. Batman animated series, Justice League. The plots in there were very intricate and actually very, very like there was politics in there. And as a kid, I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, oh yeah, I understand that. And I'm like, dude, make like give kids a bit of credit. Like, yeah, you can make a more mature show without making it like really mature, and they'll be fine with it. Like, they probably will understand it at this point, especially at this age and of information era we're in at this point, where everyone's using phones and tiktok's everywhere like you can do it um it's possible uh hell they can even do more shorts because kids attention spans are more like 30 seconds so like they could really do something with that make more short-term like little things like they were doing that justice league action show where it was like shorter little like mini cartoon episodes that were like five minutes long or something like that could also work but uh in terms of like yeah zaslov and the way they're doing everything. Like we've seen everything. And I do agree. Like when they are like, Oh, Batgirl's canceled. These movies are canceled. That we're going to be on HBO max. And we're taking these off. I was like, I can't believe you're doing this, but I completely understand that you're doing this. And I, I get it. I get like, yeah, right now we're acting like bean counters. And it's like, well, yeah, have you seen the death? They're in, I completely get that. They actually want to make money and not be like looking at this stupid amount of like loans and crap, more or less. That you'd have if you just bought a house and you're like oh i don't even own my house uh it's gonna be interesting to see like how they really pulled off and if they just start making popular things that people really want then they won't even have to cut too much more things but uh i was afraid at a certain point just because like you know back when 18 teen dc or 18 T warner brothers like became one thing there was a whole thing i think it was actually of all people freaking um uh was ethan van skyver or something where he was like, uh, yeah, they're going to do 5G or they're going to get canceled. Like, the the comics are going to get taken out by AT&T. They're going to, like, just drop them because the profits aren't as much as they'd want. And there was a big scare, and then it ended up not happening. But you, you felt like, I guess, that fear. And it was, like, pre-COVID era. It was, like, around 2018, 2019, I think, that was happening. And then now, it's, like, the same thing under the merger. You're seeing all the layoffs, uh, like you said before. And, um. things being removed from HBO Max which no one ever thought would happen and they're like yeah why have all these things and all these licenses when we could just cut it off not pay these licenses take these things off we do have license it somewhere else so we're actually making money off of it instead of hoping like you know I hope more people subscribe for this specific thing or something like that and I'm like ah I don't like this but I get it especially if uh HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to merge into one and have all this extra content together like i guess i do get it to an extent but um at a certain point yeah it's going to be a spot where i i guess because the amount of stuff they're cutting right now hasn't been like non-stop it's not like every week there's something new they took off or cut or like closed or canceled it's very tactical that they've been doing it so far you could tell they're doing a lot of research of what is something we can get rid of look through every single thing we have and they said westworld was doing good and then it's viewership dropped it's viewership dropped this much that it was canceled why do we need it still okay take it off like um the all that kind of stuff and i think at this point if they wanted to really close something massive we'd either i guess see it within the next six months or uh it would have happened already and i guess the two that you'd think would be on the chopping block would either be like DC comics or people forget they own them. But rooster teeth is an entire thing that they own. And that's like a whole area that I think they only make money off of merchandise. And now yeah. I don't even think it makes too much. So I think you'd see rooster teeth go before DC comics goes, Boy, especially because they could still utilize DC comics for scripts yeah, at the very least.
1: Yeah. And at, at the side of it, DC is not going anywhere. DC comics. No, they're going to sell it to someone first before it's just scrapped. Yeah. But DC comics though, the underlying element that pushes the narrative for all their other DC stuff. Who's gonna go watch a Batman movie? There's no Batman comics anymore. Yeah. You know, there's nothing holding. So that's gonna be we're not I'm not worried about DC comics going anywhere. They're doing well on that side of things. It's the restructuring that they're doing with everything else across the board. And I think you're right, they're being very strict. Like sometimes like we'll see all these clickbait titles in the news and dc's this and warner brothers that and all this dead well and that's great for selling news papers you know what i mean or yeah getting people to click on your your news story what they're forgetting is there's a lot of intelligent people that are hired by these large corporations that are sitting in the back rooms and offices trying to decide on what to do with a multi-billion dollar company and how we need to restructure and make things happen there's also a lot of accountants, CPAs, people that know tax codes that are saying, hey, check it out. You canceled girls this year. You're going to get an extra amount on tax deductions for next year when we go to follow your claims because you have a huge million dollar expense that now you can expense. It's going to save you a lot more money in the long term. Doesn't mean you can't come back in two years and now release that girls because you brought it back around. You know what I mean? So they have they're, they're being very strategic on how they're doing it. If we see anything cut this year, I'll actually be kind of shocked. I don't think anything has been since January 1 yet. Yeah. We're very early because all the cuts happened right before last year. Why? Because tax season's coming. We got to get taxes done by April 15th of this year for last year. Let's get it all taken care of before December 31st so we can write those all off as expenses that didn't work out not to mention when it comes to movies in the movie industry, it's standard practice to create every movie under its own LLC. Cause if you do that, you never lose a dime as a company. It's all a tax write off, whether that, that movie was a blockbuster hit, or if it only made a dollar in the, in the box office, it doesn't matter. It's always a write off. Like you never lose m- money on movies. You hear in the te- headlines, oh, it failed at the box office. It only made $300 million and they spent $400 million to make it. doesn't mean they lost money. It's all a write-off. And that's the smart part of the tax code that happens with these movies. Nobody dives into that deep. You know, I'm, I'm a geek. I go to sec.gov all the time and look at people's, you know, 10K reports and what they're doing on the back end of their financial statements and <laughs> all that kind of dumb stuff. But um, I really think that That was what their big push was. We need to have as much to go to the tax season with on our expense report first. So when we get into 2022, we can reformat and start this whole year on a better, you know, element because when they're looking at that $50 billion in debt, again, brought mainly from the ATT merger, they're not going to be cutting programs like DC Comics it just won't happen at least that's my prediction i don't think they're going anywhere no i don't yeah um, i honestly don't think so either their movies probably should because they're good <laughs> um but i think they have they have potential to reformat i think gun is right i think creating it like a star wars type universe that's the most genius way that they could do it incorporate it doesn't like again andor is my favorite star wars thing and andor is such a small character to the entire Star Wars universe, but to me, it was more impactful, and mainly because it tied in so many... Like, Andor himself is a nobody. Not He's not a nobody. He's more of a martyr. We all know his outcome. He and ended, a
0: short-term one at that. Like, he's not yeah. even like someone that his name goes beyond the what he does, right? more or less. Or at least the event that takes place because yeah. then it gets drowned out by, like, 20 other things that become more impactful.
1: <laughs> but he... The show itself brought in so many other elements of that universe that all have connections in great places. And if the DCU can do something like that, and I bring up Sandman again, because you'll know when you either listen to audio or read the first, you know, read the, the, the series itself, they didn't do it in the TV show. They, they actually, that's why I think the licensing licensing on it, there was something weird there. Why didn't they bring in, um, some of the characters that they discussed and even Constantine, I think they were able to keep the name, but I don't think they try to represent it as the DC universe Constantine, but in the book and listening to the audio as well, they tie it all. They always have like small, like um, Arkham Asylum is mentioned in it because they have to go to Arkham Asylum to get one of the characters and he breaks out of Arkham Asylum and he's sitting with a scarecrow and having a good conversation with a scarecrow. But it's such a small snippet that you don't expect it, but it's still tied into that DC world. And so you're still connected, even though Sandman is so out of place from it completely. Like, I, I don't ever expect to see Dream meet up with Batman anytime soon, you know? Yeah. Because to to Dream, Batman is just an insignificant little, you know, minute-type thing, because he's ever, you know, he he goes on for eons. Um, but I think if, if Gunn... Can pull that together and make things work and everything they do. And again, I think they failed with Nice House on the Lake. I think they had an opportunity to bring it more together, even with that. But if they do more of that, they're going to be fine. It's going to be great. Um, their character, DC's always been good on their character driven story lines as well, more so than Marvel for the most part, in a lot of ways. Uh, Marvel always reminds me of like a Michael Bay movie. Right? Yeah. It's more of the explosions, and let's get into it in the action. Decent, even their
0: events are a lot more like the world's gonna end. And I'm like, dude, you did that three days ago, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Can I also make Also, a segue? They, they kill me
0: with their tie ins, their tie ins are there's so many tie ins,
1: oh, and this is where I think they fell huge. The snap, you're telling me you just killed half of the universe, and you don't talk about that anymore. than they talk about the event in New York from. 2012 more than they talk about the snap
0: yeah it's like briefly mentioned in what like uh, the the Falcon Winter Soldier a little bit yeah. the whole Flag Smashers thing uh, I forget what else I guess I guess WandaVision to an extent Um but like it's very small it's not like huge right. but they it, it is mentioned I feel like in every show but it's just for a
1: second Yeah, except for it's, like maybe Miss not... Marvel and She-Hulk and here's what blows my mind right like the snap yes people came back to life right but there was trillions of people probably in the universe that died as a direct result of people vanishing
0: yeah that was the whole thing of like yo the dude in the helicopter when you see the helicopter crash it's like what if the pilot was on the other dude's just like ah, oh, shit yeah <laughs> just like now dies. i'm dead
1: and yeah to say that that didn't cause uh like a thousand Punishers to suddenly come up and I use Punisher because that's my dude because Punisher went nuts because his whole family was gunned down by the mob well if my whole family just died in a plane crash because the pilot got blipped out by some dude like Thanos I would be pretty pissed off So, also wait
0: if the pilot got blipped out in the air and he comes back but the plane already crashed does he just basically come back in the air and then
1: he just falls down right and Right. and then he's dead too so not only yeah. did he die indirectly from it, all the passengers on the plane died. I'm sitting in my house waiting for my wife and kids to come home and they die because of this thing. I might start my own vengeful, like, let me take on the Avengers because they failed and maybe now I'm a supervillain. You know? Yeah. They have so much potential that they missed out on in creating that entire like thing from that that snap. I and... feel like the closest thing they ever did to that
0: besides the flag smashers was just like in avengers they did the whole vulture being the type of dude that got screwed over by damage control or whatever the hell it was called yeah um, it's damage control. but yeah that was yeah. yeah
1: but i i think and i don't want dc to fall prey to that as well so they need to yeah they're gonna actually like look into creating this new world and tying it more together and joining it then look at those significant events and what can like that's why I like the um the Loki series. I thought that was a great little segue into the behind the scenes of the multiverse of like where essentially Kang's offspring, if you want to call it that, created this this weird dimension where the timeless can live. And Loki was able to find this area and like be in this weird void where DC has a great opportunity for their multiverse and what they do on that side to <laughs> Just learn from where Marvel made mistakes and yeah, especially goodness.
0: It, yeah, and it, it's so funny because you're like, you know, people look now and they're like, yeah, why is DC copying Marvel for movies? And it's like, dude, you have no idea the history of how much Marvel would just be like, DC did this. We better do it too. And it's just like, uh, it's just <laughs> the way that the tables turn and everything else where you're just like, no, you don't, you don't get it. They did it like literally years before. I, this. I don't want to
1: like make any kind of like, you know, anybody mad, but I mean, yeah, hello. Marvel's been jack and shit from dc since day one i mean they're like they've Stan been jobbing them the whole time of characters yeah with jack kirby but a lot of that came from dc like look at some of these characters like they're they're dc ripoffs i mean that's a lot of marvel in general not ripoffs i mean obviously they had their own you know mm-hmm. take on it but that's just how things were back then so yeah. just to people say people would get
0: that, angry if they if i told them like Do you realize Thanos is just purple dark side guys, right? You, yeah. you know this.
1: Two 100%. years after, they just were like, oh shit. And can <laughs> I just say that Thanos, like, why, like, people were thinking, oh, there's nobody gonna be tougher or better than Thanos? Like, dude, Thanos was just a celestial being that had some power, but without the Infinity Stones, he's really nothing. You yeah. Know? Like, Kang, heck, Dr. Doom is more powerful than Thanos. I'm waiting for a Doom. Yeah, I want a Doom series to come out. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But um but no, I feel it. So yeah, but I think with the DCU, I'm excited to see what James Gunn's doing. I'm I'm very excited for the future of DC right now, more so than I ever have been. Um, even though I've been let down constantly. But their books have always been fairly good. Black Label reinvigored my my love for DC about three years ago when that first started like when I first read Black Label Mr. Freeze when it first came out. I was like, dude, they've got something finally. And that's what I was hoping to come to the big screen as well with stuff like that. Um, it was I don't know if you read Harleen. Uh which one was that? Three or four years ago, I think it came out. It was Harley Quinn. It was called Harleen. It was a, a prestigious black label book. It oh, wait, is it
0: the one. Steven Cedric one? The, where she's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, yeah. uh, jo- yeah, I read that one. Dude, yes, that yes, one yes. blew me. I'm not even a Harley Quinn fan. I think she's just, you know, she's cool. Whatever. I just, not my thing. But reading that dude. Okay. She, really good. they developed her into a, somebody I could relate with, like a real psychiatrist comes home, finds her flatmate murdered in the bathtub and then loses her mind. Like, Shows a little bit of origin with her. Like, that could have been adapted to a beautiful movie or TV series. And maybe it will be. Maybe it's something that they could do later. Um,
0: I don't know if you... Cedric was actually, besides that, he was going to do um, a Poison Ivy and a Catwoman one, too. He wanted to do all that. And then, like, a Gotham City Sirens. And I'm like, dude, with his art, too, it's insane. because so I don't know if you ever read... Uh, he did the art for Aquaman for a while. And Cedric's, uh art for, like, Aquaman and Dolphin. I don't know if you know Dolphin.
1: Um, I know Dolphin, but I never read. I,
0: I, I, it yeah. was phenomenal the way he pulled it off. I was like, this is one of the best, like, this is the best Aquaman art I've seen, period. It's amazing how insanely good it was, but for sure. Um, I guess looking forward to just uh, the coming year now, uh, is there anything you're looking forward to uh, for DCs?
1: Books? Swamp Thing, Jeff Lemire two and three. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that for sure. <laughs> That's honestly the biggest thing I am. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, continue with, uh, the Riddler's Dano run for sure. Um, okay. I can't really speak on any of the, the movies or shows because they're such in a weird place right now. I yeah, don't know. i know going to do, um, again, the Lazarus, um, Lazarus situation with one shots yeah yeah i'm looking forward to, to reading some of those i'm glad yeah. they're one shots also i'm, I'm like yes. thank
0: god i don't i'm like because they were one shots i'm like you know what i'll get all these and they're like there's also a mini series with wonder woman and I'm like i'm okay
1: with that i'm, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of though um so what even pulled me into the, this dark crisis world now was exactly what you said somebody was mentioning to me like oh my gosh i can't believe they they put this out i think it was dark crisis war zone
0: Warzone, yeah. There's Warzone, Dark Army, Big Bang. Oh,
1: it was Dark Army. No, no, no. It was Dark Army. So somebody was like, "Oh, I can't believe they they're coming out with Dark." I'm not buying that. Blah. I was like, "For like, why?" And they they had this big issue with it. And so I ended up reading it, and I was like, "This is actually pretty good. This makes me want to read more of the Dark." So I asked him, I "Was like, so what? Why? Why were you so like? I just don't want to start another series." I'm like, "Dude, it's a one shot." And he was like, "It was a one shot." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, okay. Well, now I'll read it. I'm like, oh, well, because he thought it was going to be another series. Because he's like, I can't, I, I can't afford adding more series to my already extensive list. And I was like, I get that. So you're right. It's, it's awesome that they're doing these like one shots as opposed to, you know, seven new series that's going to take you know, forever to, to get. Yeah, to. I,
0: would, I would have been like, nah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. So I'll just read whatever Mark Waid is going to write specifically, <laughs> and then that's it. See you later uh yeah for me i i think it's i mean for sure nightwing 100 i'm so pumped for nightwing 100 and everything coming out after uh the end of uh beyond the white knight for sure yeah Uh, but i guess more long term and everything else um i'm curious to see the zadarsky and ramsey's ramsey's uh batman and detective runs like how are those are going to go which i know i'm just saying like oh more batman guys (laughs) um but like uh what was the other thing i was just thinking of a second ago um. oh I, this is more of a joke but like i I think the thing i was looking forward to the most was all the limited series i was reading are all ending like from december to like march they're all just <laughs> like I'm like oh all the vampire stuff is over thank god like nice house that the lake is done like all these other mini series are just finished i'm like dude yes and they're like would you like to get any more new ones i'm like no yeah. no i'm just gonna get these one shots for the next couple months and that I, i'm just trying to like decrease 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 i've already got like four x-men books like i'm not trying to do more of this stuff i'm just like trying to decrease as much as possible right now it's been like insanity so the less miniseries i jump on the better um i only did like dangerous street recently and that was about it um but like otherwise i think um i'm curious to see the end of deceased like the uh that one with uh still tom taylor more tom taylor yeah uh but uh i'm also i'm curious to see where danger street goes and then how human target's gonna end
1: okay uh, so my definitely things. excited for human target what they can do with that when, bringing up deceased and like the dc versus vampires and those kind of things i haven't touched those yet and i'm actually excited to get into those this year they're so actually been, enjoyable yeah i was yeah, very shocked that that's something i'm definitely um looking for, like looking forward to, not that it's coming out this year, but it's something that's already out that I will actually want to get into and actually read. I am excited for uh, Batman, One Bad Day of Rajah Ghoul, Catwoman, and Clayface, yes. to
0: be honest. Um, I, I'm, I'm also pumped for the Bane one. Uh, yeah. I forget who's writing Rajah Ghoul. Is that Tom Taylor for that one? Was that? I forget who's writing that one. That one had an
1: interesting writer, I think. Was it, on it Tom so I was Taylor? Like... I know it comes out this week. Um, I actually have the book no, is it this week? I feel like the book is in my... I think
0: this one this week is Bane. Uh, Tom Taylor is writing re- uh, Razzle Ghoul. And then... Uh, let me check Bane's. I'm pretty sure Bane's is... Yeah, January 17th is Bane. Uh, that one is Joshua Williamson.
1: That, okay, that's right.
0: Yeah. And then we still got... I think one's after that. That one's in... Yeah. That's, that's later on this month. Uh, G. Willow Wilson. And then... Uh, Playface is next yeah. month with uh, Jackson Lansing. I have no idea who that is. There's some also, of the Colin covers Kelly for right Catwoman
1: too. are fantastic. I'm actually looking for oh, yeah. those.
0: Um, I got the issue fifty Spawn variant. I thought that was really cool, so I got that uh, for Catwoman. But yeah, even though I don't read Catwoman, I was like. I'll just get this. I'm not gonna read it,
1: but I'm just gonna. I'll just want these cover. I shouldn't do this. But I'll eventually read it, but you know, I'll take yeah. me, take me a minute. To I do, I do so. want to
0: read that whole run, like those 50 issues, but I was just so just not into it after Tom Taylor did the whole like, wedding was a fake, guys. And I'm just like, dude, I'm almost gonna stop pulling you. Like I'm so tired of you right now.
1: <laughs> Some of his stuff, man. Like I get it, but it's like, it, it reminds me of an interview with one of the women that was working on, I think it was She-Hulk, if I remember right. Um, And I don't know if this interview was like supposed to even be released or what, but she was actually talking about how like, yeah, we were sitting back writing this stuff knowing what our critics were going to say about it and laughing when we finally released the show and our critics were saying exactly what we said they were going to say about what we put into it. I know that sounds really convoluted in how I said that. Let me try to explain. It it almost sounds like they were purposely trying to troll those fans that they wanted to upset.
0: Oh yeah, they wanted to, they and, wanted a self-fulfilling prophecy, very yeah. much so the entire time. It was and like I, think, I can't believe you'd say that. They wanted me to say that. That's why they did it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like
1: that that means you're you're really writing and creating stuff just to piss people off it's for yeah it was like it's
0: like a show for clout that was the entire show it was a show for clout
1: (laughs) and i think that's what tom taylor sometimes does he does it to try to you know upset fans and that's no way to go about writing stuff in my opinion yeah you know i get it there are jerks in the in every community and there's going to be people that are always going to troll and there's going to be people that are always going to be but I don't know. I feel like that happened with the Jason Aaron run of Punisher as well, the new Punisher run.
0: Oh, with um, the yeah, I saw the read. Oh, yo, I saw that read. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I didn't know who was writing it yet, and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, are you kidding? Like, who thought this was a good idea? And I saw Jason Aaron's name, and I'm like, I heard he's really good with Thor, but I still don't know this. I'm probably not gonna read it. But okay,
1: <laughs> I and I like Jason Aaron's work in his past work. Obviously, I'm I'm a bit more biased because Punisher is my dude, and I'm still reading it because I love the Punisher, and I'm glad we just have something at least. But I am I'm a little bit like like did you purposely throw this in just to try to like, you know, jab at people and like just try to make f- I don't know it's just, like the weirdest thing. It's like stop. I guess because these kind of things
0: off. like it's like the it gets attention, and that attention gets more people to look at it. So right. it, it's like more of like a. a just like with She-Hulk, it's a weird like meta version of marketing that they could do, yeah. uh, where it's like there's no such thing as bad press because people are going to look at it anyway. And, uh, I guess and in that manner.
1: In my opinion, one of the worst ways to promote to people, and I hope that our I don't know our society fixes that a little bit more. I, I just want that to kind of just I don't know go away because it's it's annoying, but I mean. Oh, there's there's another. Uh, did you read Superman Space Age?
0: Uh, no, I, I that
1: was the, okay. there's too much stuff, so I didn't ever read right. it. I'm not a fan of Superman at all, but for whatever reason, I decided to read Superman Space Age, mainly because, um, it's a three parter, and it was such a throwback that made me like actually have hope for <laughs> comics in DC world. Um, but issue three comes out um, this year um and I'm super excited for that one for sure. Uh, and it's weird saying that because I'm not a Superman fan at all but <laughs> that's definitely um another look forward to along with uh what uh oh shit, what was it it was uh icon uh icon versus hardware. Um, is coming oh, out. yo,
0: Static Shock! I'm looking forward to Static Shock second season. That yeah, was right. I love uh, Vida
1: Ayala's uh, runs of that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Icon versus Hardware uh, issue one comes out this year. Um, okay, I think sometime around uh, end of February, I think it is. Um, and I know uh, Hudlit is. You yeah, ever uh, noticed right. all
0: the milestone stuff? They usually they wait for like Black History Month normally. I've yeah. noticed like for their yeah. launch periods. Yeah.
1: Which that's I don't know how I feel about that. It makes sense, it, it I like, guess, but it's like But
0: you could do it year round. You don't have yeah. to like stick to it just for the potential maximum marketing yeah. and whatnot. But like, yeah, just making year round.
1: I I think so. I like hardware. I I think um great character, and I think more of their, I don't know, any that's
0: need- a, like I grew up with the static cartoon too. That's why I was like when oh. they said statics coming back, I was like, mm-hmm. hell yes, finally it's been like so long. Like static Forever. is such a weird character to. That came from a cart i guess he came from a comic technically and then came into the cartoon yeah uh people forget there was like a comic but because he looks completely different uh with the outfit but for sure um actually one funny thing with tom king that was actually kind of fucked up at the same time uh because he, he d- like the way he does stuff has been interesting where he, he seems like he's a i'm a right no matter what type of guy yeah and i met him twice he, he's like funny he even did like his really bad his bad batman drawings he did it on my, like, Comic-Con lanyard, and I loved it and everything else. But I remember um, when he was doing, I think, Rorschach, uh, Jay Lee was doing a variant cover. And some people were complaining, I guess, because he was doing some stuff with um, Ethan Van Skyver on his Kickstarter. He was doing, like, a cover for him. Uh, oh, or, wow. and, You know, because he's so controversial. Uh, everyone was just like, Tom King, I can't believe, like, you would um, let Jay Lee, like, do a variant for you after what he did uh doing a like doing a, a cover for Ethan Van skyver and tom king's like uh you know i didn't have any power on this i would have i wouldn't have let this happen if i if if i was in charge of it and he started like kind of calling him out and basically like throwing jay lee under the bus and all this shit and jay lee didn't say anything back and it's like what happened it's like guys jay lee's not on social media he has no idea about any of this stuff with these events. He doesn't know anything about this. He basically just lives in the real world and doesn't like deal with any of the, right. the shit. So he's just having a normal life. And all of a sudden it's like, fuck you, Jaylee. And he's like, what did I do? I don't understand any of this.
1: And he's uh, like, <laughs> it's like, you're talking, you're talking to someone behind their back in yeah. a way that they're not, never going to know until somebody pulls them aside and said, Hey, did you hear what someone so said about you? And like, no, look at this. And it's like, dude,
0: <laughs> and it was like everyone was just like, Damn Tom King, that's kind of fucked up of you, man. He's like and then he got like kind of like a backlash of it too. And he's like, Hey guys, I went like a five hour phone call or something, everything's good, blah 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 blah, and some people were defending Tom King, like, hey guys, you know, he he put in a lot of effort here to like do this thing, and it's like maybe you shouldn't have just said that to begin with and just been like a not attack someone like that. And then Jay Lee like makes an entire account and goes it's not all good that was really fucked up <laughs> that was like it's <laughs> only post <laughs> it was like no.
2: oh Whoa. my god
0: yeah it was it was the whole I remember that and it was like because there's always some random like twitter beef with people online but that was just so like out of left field I was not expecting that I'm like bro it's just Jay Lee what are you doing <laughs> why are you attacking this man
1: Sometimes I think he does it for clout, though. I think, I think Tom yeah, Taylor is that dude that's just kind of like a, a filled a little bit. You know, these people that are just, they they want to do it for shock reasons. And, I mean, that's something, like, I try my best, at least with my platform, is, dude, I try to keep everything on the positive. I, I hate going down that because it's just been there, done that, and I, I'm the first to just ignore a lot of the negativity. Obviously, I'll throw out some shade if I really feel like it deserves no, it. Sure. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, like Jason Aaron destroying the character that I grew up loving, and he didn't destroy him. But I, I don't get how he can. I'm gonna spoil it real quick. So
0: no, it's fine. I, uh, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> part it's of the, fine. the the new Punisher run, I I had to bring this up. I just don't. I I can't conceive like where Jason Aaron decided to go with this. He tried to create this origin story of Frank Castle as a young kid, like nine or 10 years old as being already a psychopath and already being connected with the Japanese organization, the hand like they've already they were already in his life when he was nine coming around, giving him stuff and talking to him and he didn't know it. So it's taking away the impact that Vietnam played on him, that, seeing his wife and kids gunned down by the mob in a park played on him. No, he's always just been this nine-year-old psycho that wanted to kill people. And the hand has always been there the entire time, you know, curating that into a way that's like, and I was just like, dude, how do you like, no, like, it
0: sounds like I could definitely skip this run.
1: Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, like, I've I only, I've
0: go, said, yeah. I've only read Ruckus run, which I really okay. loved. I love that. I love like the daredevil Spider-Man crossover. They right. did with like a Omega force or something. That was phenomenal uh but um I, I marvel it's a thing where i just try to keep up with dc Man. and there's certain marvel runs i really want to get to in due time like i mean daredevil and punisher are two characters i just want to read and moon knight are the three characters right. i just want to read everything right. eventually when i can finally get the chance to um, and then like chase and Aaron's thor run and the and immortal hulk and stuff like that yeah. but um i'm just like yeah i'll do that soon <laughs> like three years i don't know i'll add it to <laughs> the happen. other
1: like long box next to my bed that i'm still trying to get through
0: <laughs> yeah
1: god but
0: yeah, no, that stuff is always crazy i think you know what's funny i think scott snyder did a better job with that kind of thing where it was like let me just alter a little bit of stuff where uh when he introduced the court of owls like he yeah. did stuff that didn't necessarily change too much he's like yeah they've always been around and like you see like alfred's father get killed by a talon and it affects about absolutely zero of like year one It doesn't affect any of the other early Batman stuff or anything else and then they do like the thing that does affect zero one where it's like the bat flies through the window and you're like father it will become a bat immediately after the bat flies out of the window and owl just kills it and you're like whoa what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) but it was like it was so well done I'm like that still changed absolutely nothing but it was actually kind of funny at the same time Uh, I think that that's a good way of like, Hey, I want to, you know, shake things up, but not like a stupid amount. Whereas other people are like, you know, I got to be edgy in in order to get like this to work otherwise.
1: Or, or even tossing in your own first, like I get it. Comics have always shed light on certain things of this particular day and age, right? Whether it be politics or like ideas or anything that's happening within our current world it's a good way to voice that into comics and so as artists and creative people and writers they want to throw their own personal you know two cents in their own way in but there's sometimes there's a way to do it subtly there's a way to do it to make a good impact on a big note but then there's ways that like again jason aaron has done this in this punisher run in little ways it's like dude what what are you doing here like what this panel didn 't even need to be in there, and I remember there's one I think in like book number three where he makes one of the people from the hand who's recruiting Frank Castle to be in the hand and do this whole thing, and they started talking about like where else will we find somebody that just loves to kill and be bloodlust and you know it's a society that they they thrive on corruption and killing people and murdering and weapons, oh, the United States of America um what there's like 40 other countries that are a lot more violent and kill more people. And I mean, hello, Honduras, El Salvador, like what, like did Jason Er not Google like the 10 most violent countries in the world? No, he just wanted to make a political statement about like how, yeah. you know, and it's like, dude, you're, you're misinforming people and you're doing it in a way that you're trying to make it seem like this character is even that worse off. And I, I have my own personal you know, angst against that. It's 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 just annoying when they do it in a in a bad way. They could do it a lot more. Like they could have at least said, hey, well, you know, based on, you know, the top first world countries, maybe we are, you know, but it's it's very like left hand. Like you don't need to to add unnecessary stuff. It's kinda like what the film one of my favorite film directors, um and I'm forgetting his name, Alfred Hitchcock has always said it's better to leave things out sometimes yeah, or if no, you are going to showcase something you better use it down the road kind of like if you if you pan over and you show like a knife on a table well that knife better be used in like you know the next three scenes or something
0: yeah everyone's expecting foreshadowing to something yeah. and it's like what is this leading up to and it's like nothing
1: so if you put it in there then make it make it lead up to something but like yeah. with that dialogue, it was just there to throw out at you. It, it never let me Yeah, to make you. it like the room. Yeah. <laughs> just that's it. I have cancer. Are we not going back to that? No, that's it. That's fine. That's the entire thing. <laughs> You're sweet. Makes no sense.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> but no, for sure. Um, I think I think that's everything. I think we have covered um, a lot, yeah Yeah, we we there's a good amount. Uh this is actually a lot longer than the, the previous one we did before, but that's also because we're just like comics yeah it's just a lot right now all right see you guys (laughs) that's what (laughs) happened last time oh my god um yeah thank you so much for showing up uh where would you like people to look for you uh where can people find you
1: oh well number one instagram coffee and a comic um underscore after every word there are a few new accounts popping up that seem to take on the coffee and comic theme as well so it's coffee really? and a comic um also my website i would love it if you could check that out at coffee um buy a book for me <laughs> that's all i can really really say but yeah typically my my instagram is my main area that i normally showcase like all the stuff i'm reading every day because i do I, I i try to read a comic every day with my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, it's been a little bit more hectic in the last few months since I opened up my my own brick and mortar. So it hasn't been consistently every day, but I try to every day. Um, but that's the the main focus of it.
0: Cool. All
1: right.
2: Wow.
0: Also have, um, if you guys check out, if whether it's on a podcast or YouTube, check out the show notes that are in the details. Uh, the links will, for both of those will be in there. Or at least the at name for the Instagram and then the link to the website will be in there as well. Uh, so you can definitely click on that. Uh, of course, for the show, you know, show us your support, please. Just uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. This is the Cut of Steel on the Sutra Side Talk channel, so you'll find it. You know, you're already listening to it. But uh, if it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star review. If it's Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, like and subscribe, all that crap. Uh, you can also follow on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Suture Side Talk, all one word. And you can follow me on Twitter at GogoComzilla and just so you guys know uh upcoming stuff for Cut of Steel. now we're back Uh, i'm still working on getting guests for some other stuff but uh the next i guess specific thing we're gonna focus on is black adam get that out of the way now before i forget and it gets in like the back burner like birds of prey and wonder woman 1984 because we never did those Uh, eventually one day we'll see Uh, maybe before the james god movies come out for sure uh but we're gonna have that probably up next and then after that will be the big coup de gras that i've been working on or have been trying to do forever now which is the whatever happened to the dceu which uh for that dude um it's straight up i'm going through since man of steel to every single pretty much dc movie announced live action uh minus like you know todd phillips joker and stuff um and going through of like what happened to it? How did it die? Or how is this originally going to be like the original Wonder Woman and Aquaman are actually different than what they were intended to kind of be like. Uh, So kind of go into detail about all those different movies. It's probably going to be like a two to three part episode or like basically three episodes or something. And I might have like a different guest on for each one. I'm honestly not too sure how it's going to go yet, but um, we're just going to delve in and just go through everything of just how it all went down and stuff. So going to be a good time and i think now's the best time yeah just uh it'll probably still be after james gunn does his announcements that are gonna be for all the upcoming movies but i'm hoping to have it around in this first half of the year for sure uh aside from that guys we'll have plenty of other stuff i'm hoping to do maybe some animated stuff other movies and maybe some comics and games we'll see i'm not sure the order yet but just know we're back at least for this show uh and i hope to have more for you soon one side
1: question for you you should probably look into doing something with marvel snap
0: oh the the card game
1: yeah i only say that because i got suckered into it and started playing it like last week and now i'm addicted
0: (laughs) i've been i've heard everyone getting addicted by it and i've just been like that's what like i have a backlog of games and i'm just like this is the last thing it's the
1: it's the one that i i pop up on my phone like right before i go to bed and i'm in bed and i just start playing next thing i know it's like three o'clock in the morning i'm like oh crap i need to get sleep like what am i doing (laughs) god yeah
0: no i'm I'm still i'm gonna try to stay as far from that as possible that's the last thing i need right now oh my god be like what happened to the episode you were making i don't know i started playing with these cards so like i have ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> hilarious God.
1: but yeah but i appreciate you having me on man i really do
0: yeah thank you for coming
1: i, I was like
0: oh man i should ask I, I was literally like looking through people and i'm like wait what if i got someone that owns a comic book store i feel like that would actually be the best person to ask about all this stuff like to have someone on talk to me about this so i'm
1: glad you showed up man very, very it much appreciate helps it. out. It's a, yeah, yeah when you hit me up i was like dude yeah absolutely find some time for that i need to get back into doing some of these uh Podcast that's YouTube. I used to, I used to do the, the circuit a little bit about a year ago, but then this, this whole last year had been really, really crazy because I mean, I lost both my parents earlier in oh, sorry, uh, 2021 or 2022, which was tough. And that obviously took a of this entire yeah. year, but 2021 was definitely where I was really hitting a lot of the circuits a lot. And I want to do more of it and get more back in the community and bring up my YouTube channel that I had for a while with my book club. Um, but trying to trying to get more active on it so thank you for uh, starting my year off with this so it's gonna definitely motivate yeah, definitely. me to do more so if you ever want me back on too let me know oh yeah definitely I'm, i'd be happy to have you
0: on again for sure all right until next time everybody so long